James Whale on Talk Radio. Here's Dummy and Lee. Uh-huh. I mean, he would have... He I'm, was the one with the car, eh? I'm, I'm going on Naked Attraction. Yeah. Just I, had an invitation. I saw you watching that. I don't know what... I mean, it, it, it kind it. of puts you off, doesn't it? Have you well, seen Well, I'm going to go on there. What, so you go... You go naked? They have six pods, and there are six naked people in it, and the person... It's to look for romance. Right. And the person... Yeah. Uh, and it, they have all all the all the colours of gender and sexuality. And you As see you some do. bums mm-hmm. and some willies and yeah. some ladies' doodars. Oh. Wonderful. <laughs> and I think it might be the perfect place to find actual... Love. Well, I, it, wish, I wish you well with is that. Is it like sex box? Because they asked me to go on sex box. Do you remember that? Sex it was on box. Channel Four. It was. It was basically people have sex in a box, in a perfect box, in front of oh, a whole, perspex audience, perspex box. In front Sorry, of a whole audience of people, and they and then they comment on it anyway, afterwards. Oh, I'd I'll love be to. Back did you do it? Monday. Of course I did. And I thought they were asking me to be on the panel. That was outrageous. I'd be up for that. Ian Lee will be here talking about. I want to have sex in a perfect box, James. Can you fix it for me? I probably can. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Shake. Baby, if you think you're shy, 
Three hours of calls straight to air, guys. Three hours of call to air. There we go. Oh, three, four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Catherine. Sorry? What even is that? What is that? That's someone called Willie Colon. No. Willie Colon. Willie Colon. What are you doing? Headphones don't work all of a sudden. Uh, all of a sudden, she says. All of a, all of a sudden, she says. Good evening, dear listener. It's the late night alternative. My God, what a week. Elections and Brexits and people quitting and people standing down and people stepping forward and all of these things. Stressful, huh? Well, let's get rid of the stress tonight. Let's have three hours of taking your calls straight to air. 0344 499 1000. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. And here's a new one we've, we've had to add in the last six months. Don't be racist. I mean, it's a real sign. I've been doing phone calls straight to air for 15 years, right? 15 years, and only uh, in the last half of 2019 have I had to add the thing of don't be racist. If you're on Instagram, you're watching me right now, but you won't be able to hear the phone calls, I'm afraid, because I haven't set the headphones up for it. Maybe we'll do that next week. 0344-499-1000. Don't swear, don't be libelous, don't be racist, don't be political, please. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Your listeners may be confused as to why I have suddenly started calling more frequently. Well, I am here to replace calls from Susan and Rainbow George because I am more entertaining. And still, still, no other presenter on this station lets me on. Yep. What do I have to do? I've tried what every other caller does. Give me my breakfast. Thank you, Mr. President. Justice for our Tommy. Even then, they refused to broadcast my call. Wow, and you're using Thank all you the catchphrases. And the print oil for accepting me for who I am. I am the future, after all. Me and my chums are set to take over the world, just as we've done on Mars. Oops, it's top secret. Uh, 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 moving on. Thank you very much indeed. That was Gerald, the uh, robot who calls from time to time. Catherine Boyle's over there. Me, yeah. <clears throat> Good evening, Catherine. Here's uh, questions, 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 questions. I've decided I want a computer. What are you doing? Stop moving near me. I've decided I want a computer chess set, right? Yeah. I want a, ro- I want a computer chess. Now, can you get, can you get a computer chess that moves the pieces for you? Instead of saying L3 to J1, that it moves the pieces for you. 0344-499-1000. That's tonight's question. That's as, that's as heavy as we're getting. Is there a computer chess that moves the pieces? What do you think, line two? What number am I thinking of? Six. Oh. Thank you very much indeed. You can't get one past me. You can't get one past me. Computer chess that moves the pieces for you. So it's like you're playing a ghost. Now, I saw one, right? I saw one, and it looked amazing, right? So it moves the pieces for you, and also, if your friend has got the same board, um, how come we can hear me through the speakers? There's something weird going on. John, I have a confession to make. I broke... I I broke... During that song, I was fiddling... I... (laughs) 
Yeah, I know, he gave me a really filthy look then. During that song, I was fiddling with this, and, um, and I did something, and I broke the speakers. Now, last time I did this, we had to phone up the engineer. The engineer had never heard of the problem and didn't know it was possible. And yet I did it. We're coming out the speakers now with the microphones open. And my headphones stopped working the moment he opened his mic. Oh! So that's what it is. Oh, it's my fault. I buggered everything. But I don't know how to unbugger. Um, John, you know I told you to take it easy tonight and relax. You fancy giving the engineer a little call and saying Ian's done that thing with the control box that he did before and he's really, really sorry and he promises he'll never touch it ever again. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Yeah, hi, Ian. Regarding that chess thing that you were talking about, yes, you can actually force a chess program to make uh, your move automatically without you saying anything to it. Make what move? Its move? Well, whatever move you want to, well... I want it to move the piece. Right. I was thinking there's a, there's a, there's a fourth option on a chess program, and if you click on that, it'll give you the best move. No, I don't want it to, I don't want, what is this? Do you know who I am? I don't want it to tell me what move I should make. I want it to physically move its bishop. Catherine. I found you one. It's called, it's called Square Off. Well, this is, this is what, you haven't found it. I found it. This is what I was saying. I found one online that if someone else has that same set elsewhere in the world, you can play chess remotely. It's about 400 quid. 350 on Exactly. So I need a, I need one. Would you like to hang up now, caller, because you've embarrassed yourself? Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate the input, but he's embarrassed himself. Um, let's go to line three. Hello, line three, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian, you okay? Get to the point. I've had a really disappointing chippy tea tonight. Oh, I could tell in your voice something wasn't right. Oh, I was really looking forward to it. The, the wife's out. Kids are in bed. Got it delivered, and that's that's the mistake, isn't it? Because you got it, del- it, never, got it never, delivered? You lazy get. There's ne- no one in, so it's not like you have to sit with the kids. There's no excuse kid, for this. Kids, kid, no, the kids are the kids are in bed. Kids oh, are in bed. I okay. can't go I, out. I retract. I'm not on a cam. Um, it just doesn't travel well, does it? No, you know who delivered it? Was it one like Deliveroo or um, you know, it'd be Just Eat, wouldn't it, for a chippy? Yeah, no, no, it was a, it was a, it was a delivery. It was one of those, it was right. one of those chippies that tries tries to be fancy, and they kind of have artisan. Uh, uh, how do you say it? Artisanal, artisanal, <laughs> artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> it had art. Well, art. Uh, here's the thing. Art is anal. That's what I I think. Art is <laughs> anal. Maybe that was maybe that was where I went wrong. Hang on a minute. Cat's headphones are still not working. Something popped and then didn't pop. I'm so... Well, who is this caller, by the way? Oh, I'm Tim. Sid? Tim. Tim. Sid. Tim. All right, all right, Sid. Yep. T-I-M. Okay, well, you called us during what can only be described as very, very technical issues brought about by a a mad rush of genius. Moi, c'est moi. Um, so, uh... You, sh- you, you, would you, would you want sympathy because you're a lazy man? I'm not, I'm not lazy. I had, I had, I had, ze- I had zero choice with the, with the, with the method of, of which the, 
it arrived at, in, in, at my house. Um, Have you got an, uh, another adult there? No. Right, okay, so you had to... How old are the kids? The kids are two and five. How, how, far, how far away is the chippy? Ooh, um, I, I think it was, I think it's a 2.1 mile. Okay. And you didn't feel comfortable leaving them on their own? What? No. What? No, you no. They're asleep. No, the, 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 the baby monitor wouldn't stretch that far. Okay, you got a car? Cable. Yeah, I've got a car. Well, you put them in the car. Daddy, come on guys, we're going on an adventure. Daddy, asleep. Daddy's <laughs> hungry, we're going on an adventure. Or Daddy pre-plans and cooks himself something proper. Or Daddy finds a, a willing partner who can look after the children while he gets chips! <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair play. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Let's try, let's try this before we have a little break. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, uh, the automated chess sets. Yes. Um, there's one, it's called Square Off. Right. Oh, God. Just, just uh, two days ago, Raymond, you did. Yes. Your best ever call. <laughs> Today, yes. you've done your worst ever call. Oh, really? What a fall from grace. Pay a bloody tension. What a fall from grace. Well, that was a start to the show, wasn't it? 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative. Kath and Ian, uh, John's through the glass. This is, uh, this is all radio, I guess. Moonlit musings for mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On talk radio. Chess, a chess set that moves the pieces itself and doesn't cost £350. That's what we're, we're after. That's what I've decided um, that I would like. Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. It's a Friday night. It's been a, you know, a political old week. So let's just, uh, just let it all out. Let it all, all the nonsense splurge out from your brain. Calls straight to air. Don't swear, don't be libelous. That's the ones I've been saying for the 15 years. New one from the last six months, don't be racist. And new one just for the next few weeks, don't be political, please. 0344 499 1000. Let's go straight to line number four. Good evening, line four. Hey, and hey, Kath. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just like the automated chess thing. Yes, sir. Uh, I've just been looking at Amazon now, and there's one called Square Off. Thank you very much indeed. I mean, we're just going to get trolled all night by idiots, is that? Square Off, you can off. F off. Or Whatever. piss off. Just do it quickly. Just off. Yeah, off. Just off. Don't, please don't phone up and, and troll me. I'm not in the mood for that tonight. I've got a little bit of a headache. Busy day. Busy, busy couple of days coming up. I need, um, just want to have a light-hearted show. So please don't phone me up and troll me. We had a, some of our listeners last night trolling us by starting, dedicated listeners to the show, fans, who then, um, decided they were going to start streaming on, on Twitch. Oh. It got very obnoxious. It was really hurtful. Yeah. I, I considered them not friends because they're both a little bit smelly, but certainly people that I've been in the same room with. Yeah. And for them to do that, I thought was a real stab in the back. So, tonight, I don't want any trolling. I don't want any nonsense. Let's have a nice show. It's a nice vibe. We've, we've seen, um, we've seen, you know, the, 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 I don't want to get political, but, but, but people dropping like flies from all the parties at the moment, you know, with, oh, oh I'm going to be an MP, oh, no, I can't because I tweeted something, oh, I want to be an MP, I can't because I do it's nastiness. Let's have no nastiness tonight. Let's have friendliness. Let's have cooperation. Let's have... Harmony. Let's have uh, bestiality. No, no. No. God, what are you on about? So I'm so sorry. 
Freudian slip. Slip. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Have a nice show tonight. Good evening, line five. You're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hello, caller. Who is this? It's Alan. Ah, new callers. I like them. What can we do for you? No, I'm not a new caller. I'm one of your regular callers. Um, it's Alan Caddick. Don't recognise the name or the voice, but carry on. Yeah, if you, if I said one of my old catchphrases from the past, you might recognise Oh, you give us, okay, catchphrases, okay, where you go, yeah. Excuse me! Excuse me! Excuse me! I wasn't saying anything, mate. I wasn't saying anything. You carry on and do those catchphrases for us. I don't believe it! Ah, it's Victor Meldrude. I am your father. Right, sorry, I thought you were gonna do your catchphrases, not just... Other people's catchphrases. Has he been racist again? I don't know what he said. What did you say? Toshiba. Toshiba? Panasonic. Okay, yeah, he's been a little bit racist. Let us go to line, uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello, Ian. Hi, Ian and Cass. Um... Uh, Ian, I heard recently your program you did with um, Matthew Paris about Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the BBC Radio 4. What was it? I think Matthew Paris, he's my guru. I know you're not supposed to talk about politics. He's my personal well, he's not, guru. But he's not an MP. He's, he's not an MP. He's not no, an no, MP. No, no, he was a long time ago. He was a long time ago. But, he's not an MP now. He's a radio presenter. He's a political commentator. No, no, he's but not, yeah, go on. He's your what, guru. What was, like, what, what was it like working with him? Oh, he was absolutely delightful. Really charming gentleman. Um, very friendly. I took a very bold risk within minutes of meeting him and of referring to him as a bee. <laughs> referring, he, he said he wanted to get a coffee and I said, oh, oh, I've heard that you're a tough bee to work with, but this is outrageous. Yeah. Um, and he was lovely. Really, really puts you at ease. And I don't yeah. know how, so this is the, what's the program called? Dead, famous people. And they have, a, like, a, a celebrity goes on and picks someone from history that they like, and they have an expert on yeah. as well. And I chose Andy Kaufman, who's, who's my hero. And um, I don't know how interested he was in the topic, but he made you think that he was really, really interested and that he'd actually done some work and, and, and had kind of researched it and stuff. Great lives. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, no, famous people. And um, he was he Great was lives. lovely, really charming. Think, yes. Yeah, but... I, um Sorry, I've gone. I was going to say now, he um, it, it comes across in his writing. You know, I read him, read him in the Times, and he's such an excellent columnist, which you don't often get that quality these days. Oh, he's good. He's good. He he's he's obviously a very very bl- bright bloke, and has got what I was going to use the phrase old fashioned manners, but that's quite sad. But I think yeah. they are old fashioned. Um, he was delightful. He was delightful. Yeah, because you know he used to be an MP. I mean, do you think? There's no place for that sort of person now in the House of Commons. We can't talk about politics! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Did I deal with that politics thing? I thought okay? it was very subtly and deftly dealt with. I, I mean, draw attention we're to talking it. about how charming and um, professional that particular gentleman was. We, I don't confuse, can we even say his name I'm now? not going to. Um, it was like that. Yeah. I'm sure he would have done something similar. He would have done something... Uh, very similar. Paul Danan's coming in next Wednesday. Speaking of old-fashioned charm. <laughs> coming in next Wednesday. Got dangerous Danan coming in. We'll talk about uh, drugs and addiction. We'll talk about recovery. 
talk a bit about mental health, talk about acting, and we'll get him to read some bits from the transcript book. I think you've got about four of, you've got five more days to buy the transcript book before we pull it. If you go to lulu.com, type in late night alternative, uh, it will, or here's the thing, something like that, uh, it pops up. So, me and Kath, we're going to sit here tonight and, um, everyone's tired. It's been a tough, tough old way. I'm just bombarded with, election stuff and i've tried to avoid i'm really not that interested and i've tried to avoid it but you can't you can't avoid it the telly the radio the newspapers it is everywhere it's everywhere and it feels like it's more everywhere this time than before maybe it's just maybe it's just because it's winter and it's dark and it's cold and there's no escape there's no maybe that is it maybe that is it there's no escape normally it's like spring or summer spring isn't it may they normally have a general election. And, and you're outside more? I don't, I don't, does that, doesn't make, does that make sense? I think there's a very peculiar and particular uh, atmosphere as well at the moment. Strange vibe. There's also, um, Twitter is stronger, louder and darker than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. It really is a powerful, it's, it's like, um, What's, is it there a film or a, like a legend or something? You look into something and you, and it's so hideous, but you can't tear yourself away from looking into it. What is that? You can't, you're so hideous, you can't tear yourself away from looking into it and eventually you go mad and die. What is that? If that's not a legend or a film or a story, then, uh, Bagsy, I've come up with it. Um, and that's what Twitter's like. It's like this dark thing that you don't want to, it's a bit, I tell you what it's like. Sort of. Go on. It's a visual version of the sirens. Okay. That, that, um, get horny sailors. Yeah, to steer their ship towards the rocks. So when they, they drown, then they eat them. Twitter is like a, a sailor. Twitter is like a siren. And I am like a horny sailor. Uh huh. Better strap yourself to the mast then. Um, I will do that. Isn't that what Odysseus did? Yeah, he did. So or he is could... it Ulysses? Ulysses, right? No, Ulysses was um, in, was in space with the the robot. I think he did a similar thing too. Hello, line one. Hello, Ian and Catherine. Um, I'm just calling about your chess question. There is a game online called Square Off. Right, geez, right. Can we just stop? It's another thing about this. The, the, we, okay, we know that there is a chessboard called Square. Is it called Square Off? Yeah. That is computer chess that moves the pieces. It's, it's too dear. expensive. Yeah. It's too expensive, right? We know about that. We are now looking for another chess set that moves the pieces. Keep it nice and friendly, guys. Let's go right to the other end of the scale. Line 10, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. This is Noel Taylor, the inventor. Prove it. Um, I've invented something that anyone can do, and it's a be- buttermelt. And it's all one word, buttermelt. And what it is, it's like the, the you know, the George Foreman Mean Green Money Mel Grilling Machine thing. The George Foreman Mean you Green know? Man Mel Grilling Machine. <laughs> Don't know it's, that it's, particular uh, model, but I get the idea, yes. Yeah, so you, you, you grill bacon and stuff on it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you squash it um, and, you, and you take all the moisture out of it's it. It's an angle, isn't it? So yeah. the fat drips down. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the month, you've got a lovely fatty drink. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a really good point. It's got an angle. 
because you need that because you put the block of butter on it and you you melt just as much as you want without the lid on right uh, so it'd be, it'd be smaller than a lean green grilling machine whatever it's called how is that better than a pan a name for it. how is that better than a pan or a microwave um that's a ve- that's a very good point you you got me there thank you very much okay. for your call we'll call now up if you need for that reason i'm out if you need to put if you need to melt butter, but so just so you can spread it on toast, microwave for about 12 seconds, comes out still a bit too hard. So you do it for another five seconds, comes out a bit too hard, do it for another five seconds and it's liquid. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a tough one. Another suggestion, get a hot knife. Did, uh, oh, hot knives, I haven't done a hot knife since the 90s, you know what I mean, John? Um, did George Foreman invent grilling? No. Okay, line two, you're on the wireless. Someone was it suck my thingy? Is that what you said there? I think he said suck my... Di- John, could you... I don't, we have the technology to get a clip of that, and can you can you slow that down? It's such a shame he didn't enunciate. If John... We've got John, who I've, I've worked with on and off for the past 15 years. Been doing this, this kind of gig for 15 years. Uh, if you have the ability to clip that, John, and then maybe slow it down, we've got to... If, don't, don't worry if not. Um, just to give that guy the benefit. Just want to check to see if that guy said suck my dick or not. Yeah. We're just going to find out. Very furtive about it. Be proud, my friend. Be, be proud. Be it's proud. Fine. You, you like it? Then it's 2019. Uh, okay. I wonder if I can do that backwards. We've got this this backwards app, and we're having great fun trying to say things backwards. Um, do you want to have a go first? At that. Uh, Hang on. Let me work it out. Because I can do it. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Tap that to. There you go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let me have a little go. Am I doing it? Oh, I'm not doing it at all. Jesus. How do I go back? All right, hang on a second. John's got the clip. John, let's hear it. Suck my fish. Suck my fish. Go on. Suck my fish. Suck my vision. What did you hear, John? Suck my Okay. On, Thank you for that, John. Okay, oh, well, there we go. Get okay, that call. Who wants to call back? I'd, I'd love to. How do I go back? Oh, jeez. could try again. You press that. Oh, you buggered it. I haven't. You buggered I pressed, it. I, pl- I recorded right, the wrong thing. Mm, okay. Let go. Kid Yonkos. Done it wrong. Done it wrong. Done it wrong. Try it. All right. Suck my neck. But you got to you got to say it as though it's like backwards kind of thing, right? I thought so, I had. My is the trick of my him. Kidium cuss. That's gonna be suck. It's gonna be suck. It's gonna yeah, be the cuss. correct connect pronunciation. Suck my name. I love it. It's so pointless and childish. I love it. Line five, you're on the wireless. True fact, the people who made the George Foreman grill originally offered it to Hulk Hogan and he turned it down. Oh. Well, hang on a minute. So, so George Foreman didn't invent grilling and he didn't invent the George Foreman grill? He certainly did not. Well, how much... He must get an absolute... Can we talk about this during an election, how much money George Foreman gets from a grill? Let me just check. Yeah. Okay. How much money has George Foreman made from the George Foreman grill? Eight pound and fifty-seven pence. I don't believe you. I would like your next call to be an accurate answer. Here we go. I've got Incompatible. It. <laughs> Incompatible.
Incredible. The company paid him $138 million lump sum in order to buy the rights to use his name. Between the monthly royalties and the buyout, George personally pocketed a minimum of $250 million from the grill. What? Blimey! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. That is insane! Mm -hmm. Anyone wants to put my name on anything, I'll do it for a tenner. Two hundred, a quarter of a, is this pounds or dollars? Dollars. A quarter of a billion dollars. No, million. A quarter of a billion? Million. A quarter of a... Million. A quarter of a billion dollars? A quarter of a million. So he's only made 250,000. Can I, no, $250 million. Yes, yeah, so a quarter of a billion dollars. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we take a break? Is a billion the same in America, then? Thanks. <laughs> late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I just took a picture of Kath blushing. I can't blush, I'm too white. You're right. In, so in in America, a billion is a million million. Mm -hmm. But in Britain, a billion is a thousand million. But I think we might have moved over to the American system as we do. I don't know. I don't know. Let's try to take some calls, shall we? Let's go to line seven. Line seven, you're on the wireless. Good evening, Ian Lee. Good evening, Catherine Boyle. It's Nelly. How are you? Very well, thank you, Nelly. What can we do for you this evening? Well, I'm just sort of getting... I'm obviously coming to Brighton to the Rabbit Hole tomorrow night. Oh, you're... Do, he's driving for, like, eight hours to come and see us do a show. I'm driving a night to get to Brighton. <laughs> that would work, but I'm getting the train, actually, so... Oh, I thought you were giving lifts to perverts. Well, you're in the audience. I've well, just had confirmation that tomorrow night in the audience, Jake Shillingford from My Life Story and Saffron from Republica will be in the audience tomorrow. Oi! That's, 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 do you think that, that, that they want to talk to me or? No. Or not? No, we won't. Uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm just, I just want to go. If, anyone, if anyone's coming to the show tomorrow and you're wondering which one Nelly is, he's the tiny man. Oh, come on. <sighs> You're about as tall as me. Nothing That's a fine. decent height. Uh, what tall? How tall are you, Nelly? Nelliver? Five foot six. That's a, a that's a decent Perfect. height for a twelve-year-old girl. Yes. That's the same height as me. Exactly. Jesus. Um, so I'm just going through like things I've, I need to take. So I've got my copy of Here's the Thing. Yep. Maybe maybe get signed. Nice and ten. Get uh, a puzzle book to do on the train. Yep. Sketchbook to do some drawings on the train maybe yep. as well. Yep. Uh, Deodorant, uh, nice clothes, cardigan. Uh, what else do I need? Um, you need to bring twenty pounds to buy the brand new seven-inch forty-five RPM single by Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, please, Mister Postman. Twenty pounds, Mister. Please, Mister Postman. Also, I know you're from the northeast, but please put a coat on. Well, I've got. A, I'll, I'll, I'll actually will be packing a waterproof. Which is uh, quite original for oh, someone from the North East. He's bringing a cookbook. So that'll be. Uh, it's re it's, yeah, I got the festival for ten pound. Really and, good. and bring a nice. So yeah, bring that. Bring a nice clean right hand, so you can shake ours. 
Yeah, I bring some soap. Yeah, I'll, I'll pack that. As we well. have soap. We have, they have well, soap in Brighton. They do have soap in Brighton. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's fine. Then. Is Brighton not? I've never been to Brighton. Is it an okay place? It's lovely. It's not a proper beach though. Yeah. The wife's been. She said it's like Blackpool. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you talk to your wife about it in the privacy of well, your own you... life? She sort of she sort of passed through it and said it was like Blackpool, which didn't really appeal to me much. It's not like Blackpool, no. It's not like oh, that. Oh, that's fine. That's fine then. Um, do you want a quick game of Adamant? Because I think I'll be brilliant at it. Yeah, go on then. You can start. Adamant. Uh, Tony Blackburn. Normski. Who? Normski. I think I'll be brilliant at oh, it. Yeah. Third person. Who? Oh, well, I just didn't hear, hear Catherine properly. So, uh, there's an uh, I, is it? I. Um... Uh, mm, uh, um, Idlewild. Um, Idlewild. Um, Dion. Um, na na ni ni nu nu. You just made that up. No. That's not that, a group. It was the group. Na na ni ni nu nu. It was Timmy Mallet's group, na na ni ni nu nu. no. Or it's been, in fact, no, it wasn't. It, it was, was a song. It no, was a song. It, wasn't. it was not a group. It was. It was the group that, um, Bananarama. This th- is the hill I'm prepared to die on. Don't, because it's, don't, because it's when French and Saunders did Bananarama. Na na ni ni nu nu. Right, so it's a group from a sketch. No, not from a sketch. From Comic Relief album. Google it. Google it. This is, you're sailing very close to the wind, young lady. Oh, it was La Na Ni Ni Oh, Boilie's out. Right, it's just me and you, Nelly. Adamant. Um, television. Neil Diamond. And as soon as we finish, oh. Catherine is very softly going to count from five to one, because the timer is on. Go on. David five. Soul. David Soul? Five. Yeah? Love. Four. Five. Erasure. It's a, it's a double E. It goes back to you. You've got to go Five, again. Four. E17. Uh, so that N. Um, Nico. Five. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Five. Kick Creole and the Coconuts. Five. Four. Stereophonics. Oh, bollocks. Um, Five. Smith. Four, no, shh. Dead. Uh, Soundgarden. Two. Five. Nana Muscuri. Five. Four. Oh, God. Three. Two, uh, one. Yeah, you were brilliant, Nelly. Well done, mate. We'll play that tomorrow. We'll see if we can get Saffron and Jake playing um, Adamant tomorrow. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a, a pop off. Oh, there we go. That's what we'll do. We'll have a pop off. Oh, I'm I'm a bit nervous about them. I love my life story. Love my life story. I think they're so so brilliant. I wouldn't say one of my favourite bands, but I love them. I think they're great. And love Saffron, absolutely bonkers. And I, I'm worried that they think they're coming to see us do a show in like a theatre or something. It's a room above a pub for 60 people. You've told them this though, right? Not really, no. What did you say? I said we were playing a, an arena. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like proper and stuff and we're just dicking around. Taking your call straight to air tonight, let's go to line seven, you're on the wireless. Hello, caller. That's you. Uh-oh. Turn your radio off. If your number ends in uh, 865, I'm talking to you. Oh, they bottled it. Okay, let's go to uh, line three. You're on the wireless. Hello, Neil. I just wanted a few to see me game called Square Off. It's a very good game. Square Off. You can try that one. 
Okay, what are the rules? Talk about square off again. Oh, I thought you said squirt off. No. Oh, jeez. Stop trolling me. See, this is the... I'm such a nice guy. I bought into that. I thought that was a, um, you know, you get these kids in puddles. You know, it's, it's, yeah. you get kids that are in puddles, like boys in bubbles, kids puddle, in puddles. Puddle kid, yeah. I thought it was a puddle kid. So I'm like, oh, we've got a puddle kid coming on. I won't make fun of the voice, you know. We had Dion yesterday who's, uh, who's had the operation and stuff. And, oh, I'll make fun of the voice. It's a puddle kid. So I'm like, well, you want to play Squirt Off? Yeah, sure. Which sounds like a great game, by the way, Ren, if you're listening. Um, and he turns out he was stitching me up. This is, this is it, man. This is it. Right, one more of these and we're going to take a break. Hello, line one, you're on the wireless. I am rubbing my ribs. You managed to do it with like a West Country accent. Well done. I'm loving this backward speech. Oh three four four four. Thank you for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh God, this is the late night alternative. Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Enjoy myself tonight. Hiya. I do. I do. I do enjoy myself most nights. This is um. A wonderful. I've been feeling really miserable this week, uh, and I've, I've kind of been dreading coming into work. I've been getting very anxious about doing this show. It's, it's kind of anxiety and self doubt and all of that. And I, I really thought a couple of times this week, ah, do you know what? I'm going to take tonight off sick. Um, but every show this week, I think, has been great. I don't want to blow my own trumpet. I don't have one. Um, uh, and I've enjoyed them. I've enjoyed them. It's it's a nice little respite from the um, eternal pain of existence. Mm. Um, and tonight is, is is particularly fun. We we haven't done this for a while. Do the whole three hours of call straight to air. Poor old John, who's would be answering the phones. Tired boy anyway. Works harder than anybody in this building. And now he's got nothing to do. He's struggling. So you want to close your eyes, John? You clo- if you want to meditate. <laughs> you meditate. <laughs> you meditate. Of course, as we discussed yesterday, meditation, like yoga, by some, seen by some Christians as unholy, unchristian. Um, because it, it, it could be argued it has links with Eastern philosophies and mysticism. Even though surely monks and uh, nuns who take a vow of silence and are there to contemplate the Lord are doing something pretty similar, aren't they? No. Vow of silence isn't meditation. No, but the thinking about God is. No. No? No. No? No. Not even a bit? No. About praying? No. Yeah. No. Praying is speaking to God. Meditation is listening for the answer. Ah. Let us go. It's true. That's true, though. Yeah, but don't people, don't those people reckon that God is talking to them anyway? Um, yeah. They'd but, say it. Yeah, but so do people go around, you know, on, serial killers. <sighs> Line, uh, yeah, I just keep compared serial killers to nuns. Line <laughs> six, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, Ian. Catherine. Hello. Stephen here. Hey, Stephen. Stephen. 
Right. About your thing about looking into something, Ian, and it draws you in and drives you yes. crazy Isn't and kills you. Isn't like a legend you. or a film or something? Well, well, there was an episode of Star Trek, the Captain Kirk episode, <laughs> you know, the early Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek classic, as I call it. Yes, there's um, a race of beings called the Medusans. As you know, they named after the Greek mythology, you know, the Medusa turns you into stone. And the, these beings are supposed to be so hideous that they go around in uh, like metal boxes and have to be carried by a human who's immune to them or something like that. Right. And Mr. Spock accidentally gets set into one of these boxes and it sends him like completely mad mm. and but being a Vulcan he's able he's able to overcome the, the, the madness and well, he of course he's not he's not Vulcan is he's not Vulcan is he well he's half Vulcan exactly half, human, half, half yeah. Vulcan half human that's um, that's yeah. why he can fall in love and have it away with a lassie well and he suppresses his emotions. It's not that he has no emotions, he just mm. keeps them under check. Yeah. Yep. So, but I, th I think you find that episode is cool. It's got Medusa. No, it's something like, is there no such thing as beauty? Question mark. Something like that. Or is, is, is there in truth no beauty? Question mark. And it's that episode, uh, I think, of, of the original Spock and Kirk mm. episodes, you know, uh, of Star Trek. And you may have looked at that because th there is a human that looks of this being, and he goes goes completely crazy and starts running. Maybe. He says, oh, I can't stand it. And then he just drops dead of, like, fright, you know, and it, it's meant to be so hideous. It may yeah. be. I don't think it is, but it may be. It's, it's obviously, it's not, you know, it's not unique. It's a common theme, uh, I think. But, um, all right, Stephen, nice one. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you. Thank you. No, 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 sir. Thank you. Let's go to line four. Line four, you're on the wireless. You want me to say hello? Hello. There you go. John says, what character would Farage be in the LBC Christmas Okie okay, dokie. Okay. So I don't know where that's from, but that's from a long time ago. Couldn't really hear the audio, guys. Couldn't really hear the audio. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello. This is Charles Square asking. Right, stop trolling me, please. Stop trolling me, please. I will not have any more trolls. Any more trolls, and I will, I will execute you. Uh, line four, you're on the wireless. Bloody 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 Whipped up like a deep, 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 die, blinded by the light. Is that it? Thank you. Thank you. I explained the lyrics of that to uh, the grumpiest man in rock, Brian Johnson or Brian Johnston? I can't remember if there's a T in it from ACDC. I, I explained to him he didn't know what that song meant. Uh, and Revved so I, up like a deuce. Yeah. What does that mean? A deuce is a motorbike. Oh, ang, ang, ang. Sorry? Ang, ang. <laughs> Sounds like you're having a go on something. It's about a motorbike. Brian Johnson, Bruce John, Brian Johnson, though. What a miserable, miserable gig. I had to, did some terrible show with him once, and I upset him by making a joke. At the end of a piece, right, he sat there, and we get on really well. And I said, Brian, before you go, final question. What's the best rock and roll band in the world? And he went, ECDC. I went, you're wrong, it's Kiss. Then I turned to the next camera and went, right, coming up next. He went mental, stormed off the set. 
right? He's a grown man. Stormed off the set, right? And afterwards, the producer said, Ian, we've got, we've got a problem. Brian is threatening to, it's a series, it's a, a series for a week or two weeks on Sky where they were teaching celebrities to drive sports car racing cars. Brian is threatening to walk off the show after what you said. And I went, you're kidding me. Yeah, he's threatening to walk off the show. I said, right, how do I fix this? You're going to have to go and apologise to him. <laughs> so I had to go to his, his Winnebago. Aye. Whatever he said. Said, uh, Brian, um, I just want to, there was a really silly throwaway comment. This is what I said to him, right, to get him to stay on the show. It was a really silly throwaway comment, and I shouldn't have made it. And obviously, ACDC, rock harder than Kiss. I had to you say had that. had to say the words rock harder than. I had to say, obviously, ACDC, rock harder than Kiss. It was a joke. And he accepted it begrudgingly. Everyone on that set, I tell, who, I tell you who was on there, him, Nick Moran, still have nightmares. You ever work with Nick Moran, John? Okay, okay. We didn't get on. We didn't get on. Didn't he like might me. be different now. He might be. I'd like to think, I'd like to, I'd like to have a, a coffee with him and see. Um, Gary Newman. Oh, what a gentleman. We shared a lift with him, didn't we? Shared a, a lift with Gary ago. Newman. What a nice guy. Um, Miss Dynamitey, she was lovely. She had a very serious car accident, was rushed to hospital. One of the atomic kittens, I think. Natasha? Don't know. Um, who else was on there? It was hosted by Denise Van Outen. What was it called? The Race on Sky One. And I kind of hosted the Sky Two spin-off show. Um, who else was on there? That may have been it. No, there must have been two more celebs on there. You wouldn't have three and three. There would have been four and four, four blokes, four women, definitely. Just looking. Okay. We're just waiting. So, while you're waiting, why don't I take line four? Four, you're on the wireless. Konnichiwa, Ian-san. Konnichiwa, Genki Jessica. Uh, hi. ああ、私はベジタリアンです。カナトニコを食べません。ああ、私はベジタリアンです。カナトニコを食べません。ああ、私はベジタリアンです。カナトニコを食べません。ああ、私はベジタリアンです。カナトニコを食べません。ああ、
No, um, I played this time. Okay, well, uh, uh, we're gonna, f okay, we're gonna find it. Let's have a little listen. Here we go. Can no. I have an out time, please, John? Let's find no. it. Oh, I like this. Okay, I couldn't listen to too much of it, but thank you for that recommendation, caller. Oh, it's great. It gets much better later on. I tell you what. <laughs> all right, we're going to play that when we come back from the news, right? And if oh, it's fantastic. If it's rubbish, people are going to phone up and they're going to belittle you. Excellent. No. Thank you very much indeed. All right, we'll do that. Let's take one more before we go to the news. Line two, you're on the wireless. Evening, guys. It's Harrison. Hey, Harrison, you got 57 <laughs> seconds. Oh, great. Um, well, I just thought I'd ring in because, uh, you know, I never ring in and I'm, you know, I get quite nervous calling in. So Have thought, you, know, you ever... Now, we've met, obviously, and we know you're, you're yeah, one of, of the, 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 the good yeah. guys on Twitter. Have you ever phoned in before? Yes, I called in in June. Um, I can't remember. I think you did like a special agenda setting call and I rang in and didn't really set the vibe like you promised. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that was... Yeah, I remember you killed that show. Yeah. You killed that show. I did kill that show. Well, That's why I've never caught since, you <laughs> Don't worry. Hey, listen, man, <laughs> just let you and, every, and everyone else who's ordered a record know, I'm ho we, haven't yeah, had sure. to, we haven't done the cards yet. We haven't had done time to do the cards. We want to do them properly. We're hoping to do those Monday or Tuesday. As soon as they are done, those records are going to go out in the post. I'm hoping we get the records in the post by Wednesday at the latest. I apologise for the delay, and I appreciate your patience. Your response to that, please, sir. Harrison? Harrison? Where's your patience? Harrison's gone. Man, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Bubble, 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 bubble
Imagine that all over your balls. <laughs> and I did. Um, that was incredible. Thank you, Colin. I don't remember who it was who recommended that. That was that was absolutely amazing. That was Stimhorn and Trio Hatala. Now I've noticed there's a version here. It's that's um, the same song. It's got the lyrics on there. I wonder if I can. What if I can sing along? It's like a karaoke version. Uh, oh, three, four, four, <laughs> four, nine, nine, one thousand. Hang on. So it's... Blowing Dale. Oh. Blowing Dale. You come and have a go. You come and have a go. You come and have a go. <laughs> Actual karaoke version. Right, okay, I'm in. All right, you ready? Yeah, you can keep your headphones on. You're going to want to hear this close-up. <laughs> 
That's day. Oh, day. Do it seriously. Here we go, now it gets hard. open our rabbit hole shows <laughs> with a song. Probably going to be Rhinestone Cowboy tomorrow, but London, <laughs> Sunday, December the 14th, I am so tempted, there's, there's 25 tickets left for the London show, December the 14th. There might be some more after that. 25 <laughs> tickets left, right, ianlee.com slash event. I'm so tempted to, uh, to learn that for the next one. Well, Hello, line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello. Hello there. What, is it actually... Are you Ian, Eve? Yeah. All oh, right, okay. It's reference... Sorry, I got confused then. Don't be confused. Um, it's reference uh, yeah. your George Foreman section earlier on, and I'd like to start the segment. Celebrity endorsements you'd love to see but never will. There we go. This sounds like a stand-up routine. I am in... Right, okay. I'll come up with a few, yes. but I don't know whether they're PC or, or not, well, but uh, here you go, it's up to you. Uh-huh. I'd like to see Sam Smith do an advert for Confused.com. He's not confused. They are not confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeremy Kyle, Vanish. Anthony Joshua, Silent Night Mattresses. Prince Harry's, McVitie's Ginger Nuts. Julian Tall Ah, it's a call from 1982. <laughs> I wouldn't open with that. Let's go to line three. Line three, you're on the wireless. Lobin <laughs> Hello, line three. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, uh, can we, can we... Um, can we do some yodeling on, on my bear? Thanks. On your bear? Your bear ass? No, on, on, on air. Do it! Pathetic. Oh. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic. And they put the phone down. That was awful. You destroyed him, that's why. Awful. Awful yodeling. Okay. Here's an idea for a TV show. The Voice, but yodeling. Mm-hmm. The Okay, here's an idea for a TV show. The X Factor, but it's yodeling. So a great treat the other day. Idea for a film. Toy Story 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Uh, Ian, Pearsight or Logan? Is Pearsight Logan? Yeah, which one? Sorry? KSI or Logan, they're going to fight, aren't they? Oh, God. I hope I hope that they both deliver the final punch to each other simultaneously and we never have to hear from those Muppets either again. I don't know, don't care. Are you jealous of them? Of what? That they're getting all the money. That's why you both want, want to hear from them. 
No, I, I just think they're knobs. I just think that that Logan guy in particular, he's the guy that uh, thought it was funny to film um, suicide, uh, uh, people who had taken their own lives, yeah? Don't, don't like That's him. One, yeah. don't, don't like the act. Don't think it's funny. Don't think it's clever. Think it's mean. Think it's unpleasant. Think he's a dark force and uh, we need less dark forces um, in the entertainment business. Well, I agree with that, Logan, but I, I quite like that side. Okay, I don't know who he is. I wish him the best of luck. I hope he wins then. Yeah, yeah. Great call. Uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, I was lying. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone. I don't really know anything. I don't like that Logan guy. I think he's thoroughly unpleasant. Uh, we don't need. I don't that. get why you'd want to watch two amateurs boxing. Uh, oh, I get that. Ricky Gervais and Grant Bovey. Did Grant Bovey die? Yeah. He did, didn't he? Let me just double check. But yeah, I think so. Um, I, I didn't get the thing. Are you jealous of them? Because of the money. Oh. Well, then you, you might have... Oh, no, hang on, he's still alive, is he? I, I thought, thought he died. I thought Grant Bovey died. Um, well, then you might as well just say, like, my boss has probably got more money than me. You might as well say, were well, you jealous of your boss? So, so anyone who's got more money than you, are you jealous of them? No. No? I mean, I, I could I, I could certainly spend that money if I had it. Do you know what, though? It says a lot about the questioner. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It really, really does. It really does. Um, that th they put so much value in that. Hey, listen, I'd love a few more quid. We'd all, I'm, I'm, I'm having to get a new bathroom and I'm really, I can afford, I can afford it, but I'm having to tighten my belt a bit and stuff. The guy came in and ruined my bathroom and it's something I thought I could put off for two or three years till I had a few more quid. I've, I've got to get done now. But poor me, you know, I'm lucky I've got a bathroom, that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I could, I could certainly do with a few more quid, but then so could everybody. Alan Sugar could do with a few more quid, you know, in his mind, I'm sure, you know, so, um, but I'm, I'm very, very comfortable. I'm doing all right and I'm in a very, very fortunate position. So am I, am I jealous of, um, a couple of kids who are, I would imagine, are multi-millionaires? No. No. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello there. Hello there, caller. You're live on Talk Radio, the um, erection station of the nation. <laughs> I wondered if I could have a go at this reverse talk, please. You certainly can, sir. Let me take my headphones off. Let me get the reverse talk. I'm using a simple thing called reverse talk. It's an app. Um, we're gonna, you ready? On three, two, one, okay? Three, yes. two, one. Um. Okay, now I couldn't work that out at all. Mm. M. Me? No, M is not me. Me is Eem. Oh. I think, I think you might have balls this up. Let's have a go. Here we go. So that's that. Hang on. Did I put. I'm conf I don't know which way's forwards or backwards no. anymore. Sorry, that was very poor. <laughs> Come back when you've tried again. Practice a bit more. Practice a bit more. Once you get it, you get it. Once you get it, you get it. And, um, I, I changed what I was saying in that thing about Logan Paul. I changed what I was saying because it's been pointed out to me several times now. I was going to say he filmed people who'd committed suicide. Yeah. And, and we had, um, I think it was a mother, and I can't remember your name, and I do apologise, three or four weeks ago, who didn't call me out for it, but her son had taken his own life, and she said, 
that the phrase committed suicide uh, hurt her. It was, yeah. was painful for her to hear because it implied something that wasn't there. So it's been in my head not to. And then we mentioned it last night or the night before and someone tweeted me again saying try not to say committed suicide because it implies it implies weakness and criminality and stuff like that uh, and so i'm really trying i'm really trying to change my language to um uh instead of saying so-and-so committed suicide so-and-so took their own life so i'm i'm really trying but it's early days of me making a real conscious effort to make that change. So if I, if you hear me saying committed suicide, feel free to very politely just tap me on the shoulder and say, um, maybe you could rephrase that slightly differently. Because right. I don't want to cause offence to anybody who's been. I've heard situation. people saying died by suicide. Is that all right? Well, this I think things are going to be. Dif- different people are going to have different things. Uh, yeah, possibly. Let us know your thoughts on that, please. I know to some of you will be going what. Well, that's nothing. Well, that hopefully that means that your life hasn't been touched by someone taking their own life. Um, but it's just, it popped up again yesterday. I thought, oh no, I was trying to log that before when it was mentioned to me and I forgot. I forgot. So if you hear me say committed suicide, very politely, if you feel up to it, just, just, just give me a little tap and go, <clears throat> But you're right. The people who say, oh, don't make any difference. We know what you mean, are people who are not touched by it. Yeah. And this, the way I'm trying to learn is by listening to people who are affected by stuff. Exactly. And there will be some people as well who, where that, that tragedy has touched their lives and they'll be like, I'm not fussed either way. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't make me feel any better either way. And that's exactly. And I understand that. But for those who have, two people, certainly one of whom, uh, their life has been, uh, uh, been, been touched by that awful, tragic sadness, uh, to kind of point that out, um, I'm more than happy to try and make that to learn, as Kat said, this is what we want to do. We want to learn. Let's take one more, then we'll take a break. Let's go to line nine. Nine, you're on the wireless. Uh, December the 14th in London. Are you going to learn that song? Because if you are, I'll do it with you. Sorry? Whoa, 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 you're not it? inviting me. What, what is this? You're not part of the show. You said if someone will do it with you, you'll learn it. Are you going to commit to it and I learn it? If you are, I, I will learn it. I didn't say that at all. You said it was there. I did not say if someone will do it with me, I'll learn it. I didn't say that. Well, challenge thrown down then. Well, challenge not accepted. Sit, get your feet off the stage, get your pint off the edge of the stage, and shut your face. I'm doing the show with my show birds. Say What? How long have you been in show business? 20. Get your feet off the stage. 22 years. Um... I will be doing it. I might be doing it with my on-stage partner, Catherine Boyle, but that's it. We'll be a t- Have you be... got the minerals to do it? I've got... Well, I might have the minerals or I might get bored of, of the idea. I always have... This is my problem, caller, um, is I come up with great ideas and then about 20 minutes later I get bored and I'm kind of happy with just saying, oh, I had the idea. Exactly. Yeah, the music in place name. Have you ever learned it? Have been I been using it for 15 years. Have you ever learned it? Learned what? I can't even say it now. Yeah, you can't even say it now, is it? Hey, isn't it funny how that became a battle of who's got the biggest balls? My balls is huge! My balls... Actually, I don't know if my balls are huge. I don't know... Have a look at my balls. No, thank you. No, okay. no thank I just, you. I don't, I don't think size matters when it comes to balls, really. I don't know what is normal in terms of ball size. Do they fit in your pants? Yeah. Well done. Thank you very much. This is Talk Radio. 
The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, if you come into tomorrow night's show, um, stick around. We always stick around afterwards and um, take pictures if you want pictures. We'll be selling the 7-inch single, 20 quid a pop. Um, it cost us a fortune to make, so if you want it, it's there. Um, and uh, you're very welcome. If you can't make it tomorrow, we will be streaming it. I'm not sure if we're going to do it on Twitch or Periscope yet. Maybe Twitch, probably on Twitch. Sunday night, round about eight, sometime between eight and nine, it's going to start. And we're going to stay up all night if we have to. We're going to have a Call of Duty Modern Warfare sesh. <laughs> um, and I think you can play on any console. or. I've got it on PlayStation. I think I need to get, like, a code from Activision so that we can play together. I'll have a look at it on Sunday. Sunday night, twitch.tv slash Ian Lee, about eight, half eight, depends when the kids go home. Uh, we'll have a Call of Duty Modern Warfare session. Uh, and I want, we're just going to have a private little game. Friends of the show can play. Come and join us. I'm hoping we can get maybe eight or 16 of us even playing it together. Um, and you can watch it. You don't have to have the game if you just want to come and watch. It'll be me, David Babcock's going to be playing. Um, I'm going to try and block Ollie that was an, an arsehole last night, but I don't know if I can. Um, so it should be uh, a lot of fun. Busy weekend, guys. The show, the fun don't stop. The fun don't stop. Um, let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi there, Ian. It's Liam uh, from Brighton. Hello, Liam from Brighton. How's how's you doing, man? Uh, good, man. I haven't spoken to you guys in a while, but um, I, I, I tuned in today because we're coming to see your show tomorrow. Yes, uh, the, the Carolina Brunswick. The Carolina Brunswick is the place to be. I think the doors open at about 7.15. Come in, come and yeah. get it while it's hot. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Uh, yeah, that was about it, really. I just wanted to right. check in because I hadn't phoned in for a while. Nice one, man. Well, you make sure you come and, come and say hello and, and uh, introduce yourself to us and, and, and remind us who you are because it would be nice to put a face to the voice and hand in hand, yeah. brother. You played my band on the radio a couple of times before. Yeah, no, um, I, know, I remember. I remember. Uh, I remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. I'm just saying, no, tomorrow. I know, yeah. I remember you. I'm just saying tomorrow, oh, come and say, hello, I'm, yeah, I'm Liam, thanks. I'm Liam the singer, because, um, I'll, I'll forget. Yeah, yeah. And Cat will elbow me in the ribs. And I will remember. Yeah, no, no, I remember. I remember playing your band. We played the video. Yeah, yeah, we had a look at Hands that. Hands in pockets. The band, the band, uh, split up. Am I right? Yeah. Scumbags. That's a shame. Go but, solo. Yeah. Go solo. What, what, I'm bringing my partner as well. She's never heard the show before. Uh, she's a bit nervous. What, what can we expect from the show? What, this, but with what, more swearing. Yeah, very. It's like blue. It's blue version Brilliant. of this. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to tell, to see if you're saying that at the end of the show. So what's funny, we do a show. So the show's two hours, about two hours, nine, between 90 minutes and two hours. And we have an interval yeah. in the minute, in, in the middle, right? It's always interesting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some people don't come back from the interval and you, you can't help but think, <laughs> God, what did we do wrong? What were they, what were they <laughs> expecting? Why did they not come back? Did they have an emergency or did they hate us? <laughs> Maybe they all, I think they all had emergencies, to be honest. I think yes, they did. I yeah, I think a so. lot of emergencies. All right, Liam, well, come and say hello tomorrow night, anyway. mate. Well, do. Looking forward to it. Thank uh, you, man. Looking forward to it as well. Looking forward to meet you at last. Uh, let's go to line t -t 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 two. Uh, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? Yeah, I'm pretty decent. Um, so... I was wondering if I could uh, tell a horror story and see what you think. 
Yes, mate, you can do. Let me get some um, spooky music. Hang on. Baby, baby. Oh, that's the wrong thing. Hang on a second. <laughs> Let me get some spooky music. All right. Hang on. Stay there. Let's set the scene. Some spooky. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's bloody mine. No. I know it sounds funky, but a human was made because an alien done it with a monkey. No. 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 Yes, 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 go, go. Alright, so this is a, this is a true story. Yeah, of course it Happened to me and a couple of years ago. So I'm just lying in my bed. Um, you know, it's probably about 12 at night. And then, you know, I hear some footsteps on the landing inside. You know, I think it's nothing. I think it's just like some... I tuck myself further into bed, you know, smuggle down. And the footsteps start getting closer. And I feel like a cold hand on my forehead. And like a, a pain in my chest. And the cupboard door starts slamming, like open and closed. My lights turn on. No one's there. So I like go, I lock myself in my bath. And so I'm seeing my bath. You lock yourself door. in your bath? No, in the bathroom. Okay. I just like close the door. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, so I, I do that. Yeah. And then the lights just turn off. I was like sitting on the top of the, I feel like a nonce, because I'm just like... You felt like, a, you felt like a nonce? Gosh. Wow. Then, that, is, that, that escalated quickly. You felt like a <laughs> nonce. Wow. Okay. No, I All right. I just, I just said that, because I was like, I was just looking for a word. Cause yeah, like, and, and the word nonce sprang to mind. It, you, the, the psychologist would have a field day with that, but let's not dwell. Carry oh, on. <laughs> I'm not actually an honest, but I was Okay, well, that's good to know. We're glad we've cleared that up. You can feel like one without being one. Exactly! <laughs> yeah, no, well, uh, was, yeah, I was just sitting there in the dark, uh, trousers down, because oh. I, I was just like... Oh, so, <laughs> so, so you were scared, but also horny? No, like no, a nonce? I was on the toilet, I was like, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang I, on. I, like, you ran into the bathroom because you were scared, and you thought, while well, I'm in here... No, it's just, when I get nervous, you know, it's just like bowel oh. movement. It so. just comes out. Yeah. You just can't control it. Okay, I Smell got you. Smell of fear. I got you. Yeah, well, and then that's the end of the story. Cause I just turned the lights back on, and then I had like loads of bruises on my chest. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not true. No, it's traumatic. No, no, it is true. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. I've got a question. Yeah. Is it number one or number two? Uh, number two. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't go, like, trousers fully down for number one. Hey, listen, not judging, mate. Do you never sit down sometimes for a number one? I mean, like, if I'm, like, really tired... you got to, you got to sit down for a number one. What about a number three? Um, I can't say I've experienced one of those. How old are you? Uh, fifteen. Yeah, oh, you, you, you will. This time. You will. You will. Got a couple of years yet to go, son. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Gosh. Well, I'm spooked. So here's the lazy clickbait, phone bait argument I've been hearing for the last 24 hours. I've been seeing it a lot on Twitter and I've heard some really lazy phone-in radio hosts do this, but a lot of it is on Twitter. 
So the BBC, along with ITV, and I think Channel 4 are joining at some point, have launched a streaming service, right? It's all the rage, BritBox. And by the way, you'll see it's already started to happen. A lot of stuff that was on Netflix and Prime is gone. Because Disney is starting their own channel, so all the Disney stuff is going from Netflix and uh, uh, the BBC stuff is going to go. Cause they're gonna... And also, here's another thing. I've read somewhere that new TV series on Netflix, right, most of them get cancelled after season two. Because it's all about new subscriptions. Ah. And people aren't going to subscribe... For season three of something, so God, I'm not, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play catch up. So you get a lot of subscriptions for season one of this show, season two of this show, and then the subscriptions dip. Anyway, so, so, so this Brit box, right? I think it's five ninety nine a month, and it's an extensive but not complete back catalogue of BBCs. All the Doctor Who stuff. All I really know is that all the Doctor Who stuff that is available is there. And did you say also it's a collaboration with Channel 4? ITV, ITV are in at the moment. I think Channel 4 are joining later next year, I think. So, right. I think. Because that was part of the deal, wasn't it, for the new licence fees, that they did more with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave more of a chance to the commercial. All the lazy people, they're so lazy, have gone, well... Oh, uh, I paid a TV license and now they want to charge me again. Oh, uh, excuse me, but I've, I've paid a TV license and they want me to pay again for the same stuff. They can get they can get lost. But I bet all of those people that have complained about that have got the full Only Fools and Horses DVD box set. Faulty Tower. Here's the thing, right? Once the stuff's on the telly, is gone. Right, and for years, for years, the BBC have sold videos and have sold DVDs of stuff. And you go and you go and buy your Doctor Who box set, your Forty Towers box set. For years, that has been the thing, and no one has gone in to um, Smiths with uh, only fools and horses under their arm, going, "I really begrudge paying ten pound ninety nine for this set of videos because I've paid for this already." But God damn it, I want to see bo- fall through that bar. No one has at any point complained about that. And surely this streaming service is just an extension of that. It's not quite the same as buying a, a DVD because you don't get to kind of hold it and physically, in, in, you know. But it works out significantly cheaper than a DVD. So all these lazy, all you lazy people on Twitter, you lazy people phoning up radio shows, you lazy radio hosts going, oh, Britbox, BBC, bloody BBC, my licence fee, they should give me that stuff for free. Well, they haven't. They never have. You've always, once it's been on, you either wait for the repeat, and back in the day, repeat, it might say might not get repeated for three, four, five, ten years. You'd wait for the repeat, or you'd go to HMV or Our Price, and you'd buy the DVD or the video. Five ninety nine is a lot cheaper than Netflix, way cheaper than Sky. Yeah, it's all old stuff. If that doesn't interest you, here's the thing. No one's forcing you to do it. You can still go and buy those DVDs if you want. You can. You, you don't have to watch old episodes of Doctor Who if you want. I'm going to have a proper look at the... I probably won't. I'll probably sign up for the free month and cancel it. But I'm going to have... Someone posted the entire list the other day and I was looking through it going... Oh, there's some stuff in there I wouldn't mind seeing. If I had a bit more time, I haven't really... That's it, I'd have time, time to watch no, anything. No, But everyone on Twitter was getting... This is the thing, everyone gets so angry about stuff these days. They get so angry. The BBC aren't saying, 
you have to pay this six quid a month on top of your license fee. They're saying, we have this wealth of materials going back years, decades, right? Some of it you might want to see. Some of it you might find a bit curious. Some of it you, you, you may never want to see again. We are going to put nearly all of it here. For six quid a month, you can dip in whenever you want. If you want to go out and buy the DVDs, you can for an ex- much more. Ex- I just don't get why people are being so arsy about it. I don't see anyone getting arsy about Sky. Sky's way more expensive. I had Sky for years. And then I thought, I'm watching three channels for 25 quid a month. That's insane. So I cancelled that. Mm-hmm. I know you got to pay the licence fee, and there's a whole thing about the licence fee. Personally, I think the licence fee is quite good value for money. I understand why some people don't think that. But I don't, I cannot. It's lazy, real lazy knee-jerk reaction to um, to get angry at the prospect of paying a voluntary £6 a month to go through the BBC's back catalogue. It's not that expensive. Oh, I don't know. 0344. 499-1000 is the phone number, as is often the way with calls straight to air, which is what we're doing tonight. If you're waiting for the question, there isn't one. There isn't really a theme tonight. We just kind of, everyone I think is a little bit, I don't know, I'm really tired. I know you're really tired. I can see John's really tired. I think everyone's tired. Strange week. I, I think part of it is the strangeness of having a general election in the winter, in the run-up to Christmas. Guy Fawkes, how we're running up to Christmas now. We've, we've done those things. Christmas is the next thing. Yeah. And there's all this talk of a general election. Hasn't been one, I think, was it the 20, 1920s? It's about 100 years since the last general election in the winter. So maybe that's why there's a strange vibe going on that it's, it, this is the sort of, these are the sort of conversations and arguments that should be going on, you know, in warm spring evenings. And it feels very weird. Anyway, I'm in a weird kind of headspace. So, um, uh, we just thought we'd do a straight to air show. Let some of that steam out of your brain. Release the pressure valve. You want to phone up and sing silly songs backwards, you can. You want to phone up, you want to make a serious point, you can often do whatever you want to do. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Hello, line one. Right. Yep. Uh, I wanted to call in. I want to ask you a question. Why do I get the feeling it's going to be... A really, either a really dull question, or no, it's, it's going to be, or it's going to be a rude oh, question. Hang on. It's not really well dull. Okay, my question is, what would you rather fight, a snake or a bear? Well, a snake, obviously. What, why? Well, because I've killed snakes before. I've never killed a bear. Yeah, but, but they're really quick. And some of them are venomous. Some of them, you buy them, you're paralysed, and then they just kill you. Right, That's okay. It. Well, yeah, well, only, only, well, okay, as I said, if you listen, if you and your friend in the background listen, now you're taking turns to phone in. I've killed snakes before. I have never killed a bear. I would, I would struggle. I know what to do to kill a bear. I've never put it into practice. Whereas I have put into practice killing several snakes before, and I've never been bitten. Well, what do you mean? How would you kill a snake? I'm not going to tell you. Why? Because I want you to be, I want you to be bitten by a snake. That's really rude. Um, I think it, it, it is rude, yeah, but it's fair. You presented this scenario, to be fair. 
But I didn't ask for it to be banned by a snake. I was just asking a question. Okay, well, I'm telling you, I want you to be bitten by a snake. Oh, that's a bit rude. I'm just asking a question. I don't know why I'm so angry, Ian. I'm literally not getting angry. Yeah, I'm just asking a question. I know. You, if you, you're going to take this conversation any further, or are we just going to hang on the I was just asking a question? No. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. So, do you think that you would actually have a good chance against a bear or not? I know what to do. I just haven't put it into practice. So, yeah, I, I would say 70 30 in, in my favour, yes. Rick. Bears are quite big and strong, Ian. Don't think I understand. Why do you doubt every... Listen, you've asked me the question. I've told you the answer. Why Why do you doubt everything I say? Because, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate, you know. You're not playing it very well. Okay, so I, I apologise, Ian. Okay, um, I accept your apology. Thank you very much. Well, that ended nicely. Let's go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. How are you? None of your business. What you got for us? Okay. Uh, you're probably going to hate me, um, but I just got to offer a counter-argument to your thing about Britbox and the BBC. Well, I'm not going to hate you about it. I, I'm not, not going to hate you about a streaming service, but go on. Well, basically, so um, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and I spent like years and years and years collecting uh, VHSs, and then... Uh, it made a transfer to DVD, and I was like, okay, so now I'll buy the DVDs for the special features. And it was just a passion, really, of mine. It has been for many, many years. I love having physical copies of stuff. Right. And what annoys me is the idea that it's great that people can just access this without having to trace to HMV and various sort of that. Oh, grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Why do, so you, this is the problem I hate. This is the problem I've got with collectors. As a collector myself, oh, and right. having moved in collector circles, this is what I hate about collectors, right? The, the, the feeling of superiority. The feeling of, well, I have got this rare tape that no one else has got, and I'm not going to share it with anyone. I'm not going to let, in fact, I'm not even going to watch it myself. I'm going to keep it on display on the shelf, and I'm never going to watch it. And that makes me better. No, you should be great. As a fan of Doctor Who, you should be grateful that more people are going to get to see that wonderful television program that you you claim to love. You don't love Doctor Who. You love the power that you get from having things Absolutely. that other people don't get. You should be thrilled that it's going to be shared and more and more people, more generations are going to have access to that stuff that before was the I... preserve of those with money. Absolutely, I, I do agree with that. But what I was going to say was, is that the only issue I have with it is the same issue I have with Netflix, is that people will become lazy and they will not clip the DVDs, and then the BBC or Netflix, Amazon Prime can just pull this stuff, and it won't be there anymore. I say have physical copies of all your favourite shows. Not everyone, your, can, not everyone can afford to buy physical copies. Not everyone has the space for physical copies. Not everyone wants physical copies. You want physical copies? Brilliant. You got them. Enjoy them. Not everyone does. I like Doctor Who. I want to watch some of the old Doctor Whos, but I don't want to clog up my shelves with DVDs that I will watch once. How can, you have, a how can you have a problem with people watching a show that you enjoy? It's not a problem. People can love the show and adore the then show. What's, then what, you, what, what point are you making? The point is, is as a fan who uh, collects this stuff and loves this stuff, I adore Doctor Who. I have to know as a kid. So you should be the grateful that other though, people are watching it. 
I'm grateful, but I also think there is definitely a market that needs to be sustained for the sale of physical copies of things. And if this stuff is just really going to be available at the click of a button, the DVD shops, HMV... Mate, mate, the DVD shops closed down five years ago. Where were you? That's the problem, and that's what I've got. It's like the streaming services... They closed down five years ago. No one. But don't don't you think that's a bad thing? I think that's progress. I think that's the way it is. That, you know, that no one buys records anymore. People say there's a big resurgence in vinyl. There ain't. There ain't. There's, they're selling more than they were 10 years ago, but they're selling significantly less than they were 20 years ago. No one, no one buys physical copies anymore. You do. I do, but the majority of people don't. You've got your physical copies. The BBC aren't going to come round and knock on your door on Monday and go, Paul, I'm really sorry, mate, we've got this new thing called BritBox. Those those Doctor Who DVDs over there, we're going to have to take them back. They're yours. Enjoy them. Let me just put this one thing to you before I go down. So, you want to see all these old Doctor Who's and enjoy them. Fantastic. I don't really How want to see all of them. I might dip in and out of them, but I don't, you know, I'm not that fussed. That's cool. But then how would you feel... If the BBC, say, BitBox doesn't work out because it can't compete with Netflix, Amazon Prime, and then the service just gets pulled, you then won't have access to that stuff anymore. But no, but they're not promising that I will own it. They are, they are, I'm, for, for a very, very small fee, I would be given access to that. To be fair, I would like to get access to the complete role and wrap the series, though. That would be pretty cool. No, I don't think you should. I've got it all on video because I taped it when it was on when it was on originally. I I had to I had to buy those blank video cassettes. I had to get up uh, and and um, uh, tape those programs, and not just the Saturday Night Show. I taped all of the Wackaday stuff, all of that, uh, and I, I had to press pause when the adverts were on. No, you shouldn't have access to that. I had to work hard to get that, and I don't want to share well. it with anyone. Do you see well, the futility of your argument? Well, not particularly. Well, I, you should listen. Argument. You should listen. Um, because you, you, this is the, this is what, problem with collectors, right? And I know, and the, uh, big monkey collector, right? I've got so much monkey stuff, and I've kind of taken it upon me, all these videos and VHSs and stuff that a handful of people are interested in, I try and uh, copy, digitise it and upload it to YouTube so that more people can see it. And it costs me a fortune. And for a while I like to sit on it and think, well, I've got this and no one else has got it. And now I'm at the stage of thinking, just put it out there. I know, for example, that there's a guy in America who's got um, a few minutes of footage of the monkeys live in 1967 that no one's ever seen. No one's ever seen. And he won't share it with anyone. He won't share it. Well, what's the point of that? What is the point of that? You know, you don't have to give it away for free if it costs you a lot of money. Put it on Vimeo and charge, you know, a rental. For, why would you do that? It's this feeling superiority. of superiority. I have something, and I bought into it. I have something that other people want and they don't have. But also it's the thing of I've had to do extra work to get yeah. this. Yeah. And so why should everyone else ha- have it easy? I've got this really rare single. It's probably the most expensive thing in my collection. It cost me $600. It's a Mike Nesmith single before he was in The Monkees. And it's him using the name Michael Blessing. And it's also the guy playing bass on it is a guy called John London. And I, it's so it's this single, which is very rare. But what makes it worth $600 is it's not only signed by John London, it's signed by Michael, but as Michael Blessing. And as far as I'm aware, it's the only piece of vinyl that Nesmith has signed under the name Blessing, right? It's the only one. 
and it cost me a fortune, and I got it. And I went, yes, I've got it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't. Do you know what? I couldn't even tell you where it is. It's in my house. I couldn't even tell you where it is. A part of me feels guilty that I've got this thing, and I'm trying to work out a way of how I can share it with other people because at some point, everyone who cares about it is going to die. Yeah. Everyone who cares about it is going to die, and then I've got a bit of plastic with a bit of writing on it. That's it. That's all it is. We listened to that uh, Elton John audiobook, and he's a big shopper, loves it. And he says, okay, yeah, it is out of hand, and it's probably an addiction, but I've been addicted to worse, yeah. right? And I can afford it, so it's... He's bought paintings, he's bought all kinds of furniture, like he's collected, you know, china and glassware from all over the world. He's really into these things. And a couple of times in his life he's had a massive clear out and decided, do you know what? And it wasn't because he thought he had too much stuff, it's because he wanted to start again, Yeah. right? But towards the end of his book he says, I- I'm really thinking very seriously about an Elton John museum. And when you hear that you think, what an arsehole, how yeah. would you... No, because he wants to put all these possessions, because he's realised that he's not going to live forever. Yeah. And he's got all these amazing things that other people will never see in their lifetimes, yeah. and he wants to share them. I completely get yeah. that. I completely get that. If you take great pleasure in something, why wouldn't you want to? Collectors, very strange. We've got a couple of calls. I've got to take a break, because I'm late for a break. If you're, if you're ringing in now, do, do, do hang on the line, because I'll get to you as soon as I can. This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Kath and Ian and Talk Radio. Neon Lit Night Talk for torch singers, trolley dollies, and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. That um, talk of collecting stuff. I remembered I was I was sent concert of Stephen Page that I haven't downloaded yet, and I'm wondering how do I? I don't. I, I never really understand Dropbox. So if I click on that, I don't want to share it. Um, I want to download it. Is there a download? I don't want to share. Download. 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 Do you want to allow downloads? I want to allow, I want to download it. Alright, let's see if we can download that. Maybe we'll play a song from that in a bit. Right. We've got a few calls coming in. Let's go to these calls. Good evening, line one. You're on the wireless. Hey guys. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna keep it brief because I don't want to bore people. Too late. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. No, I'm joking. Jokes, 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 Pete. Jokes, Pete. Go on. (laughs) I just want to say, there's, there's a certain subset of Doctor Who fans who do not realise how lucky they have it. Most shows don't even get a physical Doctor, a DVD release or anything these days. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who's had so many, and it's one of the most secure programmes possible with regards to physical releases because the fans love the special features, the things that they, you know, put the, the special teams who put make the special features for these DVDs and Blu-rays. There's just entitlement. I don't get this I mean, thing right. I, I bought uh, the Monkeys uh, TV series on Blu-ray for $200. Packed full of extras. has been, been cleaned and restored to either 2K or 4K. Mm. It's $200, right? But if someone were then to say, well, yeah, they're going to screen those those cleaned up, pristine episodes and you've just spent $200, I'd be like, yeah, brilliant, fantastic, great. More, more people get yeah. to see it. More people might fall in love with it. Fantastic. Yes, share it out. And you've still got what they call the value-added material for the, for the 
Blu-ray anyway. Exactly. You've still got, and you've still, and I, I'm, I'm like that guy, and I like physical copies. When I buy music, I will generally buy a CD because I like holding it, right? I like, I like seeing it up there on, on the shelf. Um, but I don't, doesn't mean I don't want other people to not, you know, you, okay, you, you listen to an album that I like, you listen to it on Spotify, you listen to it on YouTube, brilliant, whatever. I want more yeah. people to like the weird cult niche stuff that I like. Yeah, agreed. You know, I'm thrilled that it's coming to it, partly because, you know, I've got loads of DVDs and things, but I'll be quite happy to just, you know, if I want to watch a particular one, I can't be bothered to go and rifle through everything to pick it up. It's... Yeah. How Quite much? How much of the, the the Doctor Who stuff that they're gonna is gonna be on BritBox? Have you physically got? Uh, I would say ninety nine percent of it. There's a couple of DVDs I don't have, but yeah. No, you, well, hang on, hang on. You've got ninety nine percent of the stuff that they're gonna put on BritBox. Doctor Who stuff. Oh, it's all being released on DVD. Where do you keep and now it, man? Because that's like, have I? Did I read somewhere? It's like six hundred and sixty episodes or something. Most of those are like four, sort of collected into four or six part stories, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not as many as it. Okay. But you know, I've got DVD folders and things. Wow, and, yeah. I love it, and I love it, and I get it, and I get. And there'll be some people who oh, listen to these nerdy. I get it. It's not. And, and <laughs> Catherine said during the break, it, it, it feels like this is a male preserve generalizations, of course. But I think this is predominantly. It's the collecting and the listing and the, um, it's all that stuff, the, the, the owning. The, exactly. And, and I, and I know I for- I think you might be right. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of Doctor Who fans and, you know, male and female. Of course. The ones who get sort of, you know, obsessed with the collecting and things, they do tend to err on the male side. Yeah. Um, the thing I notice with the Monkeys fans, huge generalization, so bear with me, is that the women are emotionally connected to it and the men like the facts and the, the yes. physicality of it. Yeah. So the men, and I'm sure you could you reel off dates and, you know, names and all of that, and, and, and that's what the men seem to like to do, whereas the women will, you know, men will go on Facebook posts and go, well, uh, of, of course, in 1987, when uh, Michael Nesmith was doing this, this Davy Jones was doing this, <laughs> and the women will go, well, when I met Davy in 87, yeah. it was, I just fell in love and he looked so beautiful and my heart was going. Yeah. And but also, the women will be thinking... And again, a massive generalisation, but when men start to go into that kind of detail, they kind of roll their eyes and think, you're taking the joy out of it. What about yeah. how much you felt? You know, what about yeah. how much you enjoyed it? It's, um, it's a there strange a thing. That, I think, well, last year they did a whole sort of marathon on Twitch. They showed, they showed as much Doctor Who as they could. And, you know, people were watching some of these sort of old ones for the first time. And yeah, there was, there was a real kind of, like vocal predominantly female fan base for say the you know the William Hartnell stuff sort of latching on to particular companion it's really yeah really, really interesting to watch but yeah people get so entitled and I think there's an anxiety that the I, show is going to go off air. I tell you where, where it disappoints me is the entitlement is some people get, get some people are really lucky Peter some people have been blessed right by being mm. being given um, the job as, as, as an apprentice. A, a, a correspondent, sorry. And some people feel so entitled that they've not been given the correct correspondent job that they start calling out other correspondents. They start online bullying, online trolling. And that to me breaks my heart. <laughs> that some people just can't appreciate what they've got. Do you know what I mean, Pete? I do. It breaks my heart too, but it also breaks my heart when the Doctor Who correspondent after go. weeks of absence. Rings up to just 
chat about Star Trek. Thank you very much for your call, Peter. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's get, go on. I'm just going to say, there is that other thing that blokes do, generally, and I'm, again, generalising. But, you know, if you like something, and yeah. there'll be women listening to this or not along, right? If you like something, you kind of don't want to engage with some blokes about it, because you know that immediately that turns into a challenge, and it's like, oh, yeah? yeah. You think you know about this, yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about this? What happened in this year? What did, I, There's I, a lot of that. There's yeah, a lot what of is that? that? It's like top trumps. Line two, you're the last call of this hour. What have you got for us? Oh, I've just seen who you are. Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about calling so many times, but we really like the show, and uh, me and my mates would like to be the our angry kid correspondent. Oh, there you go. You're not 15. No, uh, he is. Well, how old are you? 16. Shut up, Come man. On. You sound, you got the voice of a man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might just be putting one for, for the radio. Okay. Uh, you want to be the, what do you want to be? Angry kid correspondent. No. Oh, okay. But thanks for your call. <laughs> thanks for your call. Said pre- a not very angry kid. I appreciate you calling in. You, you, you're getting there. You're getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it a bit. I'm enjoying it a bit. Right. Let's have a breather. Don't call in for a second because I'm going to go for a, um, a Daninkle. Um, Danufus. Danufus. Mm. Really? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm only joking. Come on. I don't do that. Okay. Uh, then come back. We'll have another hour of straight to air. The late night alternative. Kath and Ian. Weeknights from 10. On Talk Radio! The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Literally, just then, I was, I'm downloading this concert that Stephen, you know, big fans of Stephen Page, Bare Naked Ladies, and, and, you know, great. Um, and I got sent a concert that he did. I think they released it. Some concerts you go to, they will put, they'll sell you the concert in the foyer afterwards. Did it with Kiss one a couple of years ago, a few years ago. They did it with the Stephen Page one. And um, I've only just downloaded it. Thank you, Liam, for sending it to me. Um, and I'm j- literally just downloaded. So I'm going to find... What was the song? Okay. Now, I've not heard this. I've got no idea what the quality's like. Um, so let's have a little listen. There we go. Oh, jeez. Uh, hang on a minute. I don't want to enter my... Here we go. Here we go. You, you, we'll hover in case there's a swear. You might need to boost it. Let's turn the mics down. Mic's up, mic's up, mic's up. We're taking a call, we're taking a call. Catherine, got your headphones on? They're on. Line one, you're on the wireless. I had a very limited experience with the Mega Drive when I was younger. The only time I got to play on it that I can remember, when I was about 16 or 17 years old. After a night out on the old Raz, just fizzy pop for me, honest, a group of us would end up at... Pepsi Cola Khan's house and a lengthy session of Sonic the Hedgehog would typically. He's reading my column in Retro Gamer! I was absolutely awful at it, and I still am today. He's reading my words! These are my memories! I knew Pepsi Cola Khan! Serious question! Is there anyone out there who doesn't like the first Sonic game? I guess there must be. In the same way, some poor individuals don't like the Beatles, and I can only pray for you. Can I let you into a secret about those Mega Drive nights? Listen. This will probably make me sound like an absolute pervert, and I feel a little ashamed, but I used to get a real kick out of touching the console. 
It was just such a sexy piece of plastic that I had to get tactile with it. A lot of my pleasure as a youth came from, well, touching things. I remember a particularly arousing door handle we had at home, and I became fixated with stroking it. So much so that my dad eventually ended up changing it. in Texas in October this year. Our friends. It's our mates. They've been in the studio, the three of them playing. What a noise. What a noise that was. Stephen Page sat there, acoustic guitar, Craig in the middle, amp at the back, and then Kevin there with his... What a, his cello. What a noise. What a noise. I love those guys. When are they coming back? I don't know. They have nothing planned, but I just... I love them so much. So much. 
called straight to air for the last 50 minutes of the show. Jonathan from Swansea called in. Stephen Page played. Let's go to line one. You're on the wireless. Oh, Good evening. Good evening. Uh, uh, well, I'm at Doncaster where we've had these floods. I've heard about it. Haven't read no, we don't. We don't. We don't. Do, we don't really do that sort of news down here. We we, we just know, want to know about um, uh, Kim Kardashian um, and uh, London. Hmm. Well, we were on you know, uh, news earlier, right, about it. What, it, what I wanted to say was, when, although we haven't actually been flooded yet, and we've been close to it, oh, so there was to give sandbags out. No, really? Honestly, yeah. F- flipping it. Was that, here's well, the thing, sandbags ain't going to... Asked them for some, some sandbags, they said, oh, unless you're in, in bloodlit areas, you can't have them like. Oh, yeah, well, if you're, yeah, if you're in a, you've got to be in an area that's going to flood to get a sandbag. Yeah, but the thing is, if, if you've got water running right around your property, like, what do you do? Wait till it comes through the door before can't, you do something. Can't water go through sand? Isn't, isn't that what beaches are? Yeah, but it's supposed to stop and slow it down a bit, isn't it? Well, is it? But, well, I suppose, I suppose, I suppose sand stops water hitting the, the crappy shops on the, it stops, it stops it hitting the road. What have you got? You've got road, and then you've got sand, then you've got the sea. It's the mm-hmm. seaside I'm talking about. So, I guess there is something in that. Is there? But it's not all on the same level, is it? The sand is normally lower down. Sorry? Yeah. No, the sand is higher than the water. Yeah, but lower down than the road. Yes. There you go. Well, exactly. You're welcome. Well, you've proved my point. Explique. Thank you. Explique. Yes, Bill. Bill. Have you, uh, have you seen the new Commodore 64 consoles? Have you had a go on one, yeah? <laughs> what, one of the tiny little ones? Yeah. Yeah, they've been out for, they've been out, they've, they've been out for about, about a year and a half, haven't they? I don't know, I've no yeah. idea, like, I thought they were new, like. I, well, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I got one last March, and it's a lot of fun, yeah. Are they, are they worth the money? Um, honestly, I got mine for free. I don't... <laughs> I, are they worth the money? How, do, how much are they? I think they're 49 quid. Yeah, well, they're, worth, they're worth 50 quid. They're worth 50 quid. Yeah, go on. Treat yourself. Are they, are they good games on it, though? Have they got summer games and world games on it? <laughs> like you said, uh, I don't know. I don't. Right, I'm going to find out for you because you're being you, you're surprising me with your uh, specificity. Commodore C64 Mini, isn't it? C64 Mini. Correct. Yes. C64 Mini, forty quid. Mm. Right. Let's have a little look at the games it's got on there. I'm going to tell you exactly what it's got. Forty quid it is. Right. Um. Let's see what games we got. Um. Uh, 64 games. What, what, what did you want? It's got summer games too. What else do you want to know? World, world games as well. No, Does world games. World games is not on there. It's got Impossible oh. Mission and California games. Well, that's not bad. Then. We've, got, we've got some good games. On it. Impossible Mission. Like. Impossible Mission is great. It has got world games. It has got world games. It's forty quid, okay. Bill. Go on. I bet it ain't got uh, Mr. Do's Castle on it, though, has it? That would one of the best games I've had. Who's? Mr. Do's Castle. Mr. Have you it heard of that it one? has not got Mr. Do's Castle, you're right. 
It's, I didn't think it would be. It's got Monty Mole and Monty on the Run and School Days. I've never heard half of them. Well, you're an idiot then. Bill, go on, treat. It's 40 quid, mate. Go on, go on. Go. I'm surprised there by some of those references. I've got one and I haven't played it for ages, but I enjoyed it. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. I've bought my... I, 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 I've been buying a lot of stuff recently and I keep going, oh, that's a Christmas present to myself. I spent a fortune on Christmas presents to myself. You've been a very good buy. Thank you very much indeed. Line two, you're on the wireless. Uh, hi. Um, hi, Ian. Can we have a song re- request? Um... <laughs> No. We've okay, just, we, we just done a song. What, 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 what song? If, it, if we oh, were sorry. to do it, what song would it be? It would be, it would be Nash Gim. It's a, it's a, a Slavic song. It's really good. Okay. Well, not tonight. Okay. Uh, I'll call up tomorrow then. Yeah, give us a call tomorrow. Thanks, Ian. Nice one, man. Thanks very much. Give us, give us a call on Saturday during the pre-recorded best of. Let's... Alexa, off. Oh. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Oh, look at... That's how he talks to his robot women. No, don't you think you can tell <laughs> how you would talk? If you were, if, if you were in the business of having servants... She doesn't listen to me. Shut up! If you are in the business of having servants, that's how you talk to them. Imagine that's... So that's... Imagine how he talked to his sex bot. <laughs> Alexa, nick us off. I'm very polite to my sex bot. As, as it should be. As it should be. <laughs> right, what can we do for you? No, well... I'll be looking forward to trying to shoot you in the face on Sunday. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Clip that. Clip that. That is going... Right, <laughs> clip that. Send it to 999, the police, immediately. That was a death threat. That was a death threat. <laughs> he is threatening to shoot... You heard that, Catherine? Very specifically in the face, yes. Threatened to shoot me in the face. That's not something to You've be laughed about. You've seen my aim. You've seen my aim. I'm not going to hit... I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to hit you. He's saying he's going to fire at me randomly because he's, he's partially sighted. He might, may or may not hit me. The terror gets worse. <laughs> of course, he's referring yeah, well. to our Call of Duty Modern Warfare Tournament Sunday night. What makes you feel so sure? I don't know, to be honest. I'm just keeping my fingers yeah. crossed. I finally broke earlier and... Broke down. Ollie guilted me into getting it. Okay, listen, don't blame other well, I people. I know you're all, everybody's having fun with it. I've been watching the streams so and thinking, game. this, this does look alright. It will be the first Call of Duty I have played since first Black Ops. Okay, well that's, okay, well that's, that's put it in context for, um, Black Ops fans. Um, I, I don't see any ops of colour. Uh, okay, well, you, you, be, be welcome. I destroyed David Babcock the other, the other day, 6-0. Um, watching that. And I will destroy anybody. We're going to have a lot of fun, guys. We're going to play different modes. We're going to play mano a mano a mano a mano. No. We're going to play, yes, we're going to play team death kills. We're going to play seize the flag. We're going to have fun. I'm going to be in every single game. And do you know what? If we have to stay up all night until everyone gets a go, that's what we'll do. Um, can you just explain the rules to me, though? Because I know sometimes Shooty. you shout fisties and everyone runs into the middle and generally they're unarmed and then you shoot them all. Is that a thing? Fisties is when you, have, you agree to have a fist fight in in the middle of the arena. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I forget, and I'm, sometimes I'm still holding my pistol, and I'm, I'm pressing what I think is punch, mm. and actually it's, it's shoot. Right. So, so that is that is unfortunate when that happens when you shout fisties. Yeah, that is unfortunate. It's unfortunate, Roger. And we talked about Death Stranding on Monday. Now this is the uh, Hideo Kojima game. It's a work of art. It's a hundred hours plus. And Twitter tells me there's a baby in the controller. Is there uh, a baby in the controller? You carry a baby in a jar around. Yeah, it cries in your controller. 
Uh, yeah, I turn that off because I don't like that. I've watched it. I have it through. It repeat. looks I have it so boring. So, You'd so. love it. You'd love it. I would you not love, love it. You love boring cowboy games. I don't know. I like games where you pick them up and suddenly you're doing something. Like, I don't know, Pac-Man. I would not. This looks absolutely awful. It's basically walk from A to B and try not to fall over simulator. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do that. In re- I'll go and do that in real life. <laughs> I find that tricky. That's true. Oh, dear. But now, part of me does, would love to see you stream it. I'm not good at what, like pay, pay for it. <laughs> pay for it, because it's a cost of fortune. Half an hour cut scenes, though. No, mate. It's, no, that's not a it's game. crazy. That's not a game. And all these, all these um, reviews going, it's, it's amazing. It, um, it redefines video gaming. I t- I'll tell you what. The video game is naked. It ain't wearing no clothes. I can see it. The video game has mm. got no trousers on. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I gave it. I'm glad I gave it a chance, and I'm really enjoying it. Ollie's enjoying it. I well, think Ollie, Ollie is a is a deviant, Roger. You are a deviant, and I speak sense. Thank you very much. I look forward to killing you on Sunday, literally. We didn't do the quarter past, did we? Let's do it now. This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, four... Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you uh, if you want to give us a call, you're very very welcome. Um, people on Twitter are weird. I've muted nearly everyone on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> nearly everyone is muted, and life is so much better. I wondered why you never respond to mine. <laughs> you're blocked, mate. You're blocked. <laughs> <laughs> you're blocked. Good. You're blocked. Mm. Let's just have a minute. Let's just have them. All of us. Let's just have a minute. Let's just, just, just enjoy the peace. There's too much noise in the world. Although, hmm. some people's blatherings does create a lot of entertainment. Blatherings? Blatherings. The plural blathering. Yeah. I would have thought blathering. The ramblings. Was, I would have thought blathering was the plural. No, blatherings. blatherings. What do you do when... Uh, so um, I've, got, I've got... Go on. Well, I want you to tell them about that, um, that, that Facebook page that you're addicted to. Oh, well, there's a few of them. A few of the local Facebook pages, right? And I was talking to my woman who cut my hair the other day and she's on a couple of them and she's recommended another couple and um there was a great so one of them is in wendover where there's an raf base and a woman posted today uh it's outrageous 
that during the week when we are bombarded with bangs at night with fireworks, that the RAF are practicing shooting during the daytime. My dogs are terrified. And everyone's gone, it's the RAF. They're practicing defending the country, you muppet. You shouldn't have moved near an RAF base if the noise from the RAF shooting was going to disturb you. Oh, it's hilarious. And I, I posted, I posted, yes, no to fireworks, no to kids on bikes. There's another one, lots of posts about kids. And no to the RAF training to defend our country. People get, because there was a post the other day, a lot of posts about kids on bikes. And quite often, it's just kids being little little shits, but nothing worse than that. Popping wheelies and stuff like that. Uh, and there was a post the other day, though, that it sounded like they were actually being quite naughty, these children on bikes. And so one guy then... Let me find it. Let me read what he... he um, let me read what he wrote. It's... It, the anger. The anger. Uh, let me type in... Which one was it? It was in that one. Where's my computer? Where's my computer gone to cock? Why is my computer? Um, let me see if it comes up if I type that in. No, I can't find it. Right, anyway, this guy said, "Bloody kids! They'll only learn to stop this when one of them gets killed. That'll teach them a lesson." R.I.P. You little. Shit. Wow. And I wrote, yeah, you're right. We need the death penalty for kids riding their bikes badly. That'll learn them, the little scrotes. People get so, and people were complaining about fireworks last Saturday and, oh, it's wonderful. And I can't help but get stuck in there. Someone. What was the dog in one? Oh. Um. Which one would that have been in? You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm just looking at mine and it's nowhere near as fruity as yours. Mine, the uh, moaning about a big puddle. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, okay, now that's the one about the thing. Oh, here we go, here we go. And I'll read you my post. Um, can, uh, can those uh, who use this car park for dogging at least wait until late evening. I walk my dogs and really do not wish to be subjected to beeping, headlight flashing and bare asses in the early evening or any other time of day. Thank you. <laughs> my reply is, this is disgusting. Where is this? I need the exact location. If I see anybody on top of anyone else, I'll pull them off. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, that's why. How many thumbs up you got? Um, seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven. Got seven. So I'm very pleased with that. I, I, I consider that to be a great hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone else has, put, has re replied, it gets too cold later on. Stop being so selfish and either join in or walk your dogs earlier. <laughs> Just seen one on mine. Is it possible to get the bush trim between the village hall and the traffic lights by the swan? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love these. Um, uh, there's another one that my hairdresser told me to join. I wonder. It's always the same names posted. Have you noticed? Of course it is. 
Of course it is. Um, I wonder if that is, um, should really be doing this in my own private. Oh no, I, I encourage this. Uh, let's take some calls. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Cass. Dave. David! Yeah, hello. I went to Hornsey Road tonight. At, oh, the uh, Mark Lewis uh, show. Yeah, yeah, For those yeah. who don't know Mark Lewis and Beatles expert, me and Kath took the night off a couple of weeks ago to watch this, this really in-depth lecture about Abbey Road. I bet he's a competitive collector. Oh, no. He's, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't collect memorabilia. He collects, um, like facts and dates and he's got facts, loads of yeah. things, f- copies of newspaper clippings and stuff like that. It's, um, yeah. What did you make of it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's surprisingly moving in places, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah. There's that bit at, bit near the end where um, he's playing the final vocals they recorded for Abbey Road, which were for I Want You, She's So Heavy, which is John and Paul on their own. And, he, and he, there's a collage of pictures of John and Paul from, you know, across the years up to the final shot of them at Tittenhurst and the last photo session. I thought it was particularly... Uh, yeah, yeah. Particularly touching... Um, yeah, I thought it struggled quite well, the, you know, the, between people who were not complete nut cases about this stuff and people who are. There was plenty of stuff I'd never heard of, particularly the mean Mr. Mustard story. That was, um... Oh, yeah, based on mean Mr. Mustard is based on a real guy called Mr. Mustard who would, um, uh, make his wife sleep in the cold and in the dark to save money because he was so tired. Yeah, he, he, he shaved in the dark so yeah. to, uh, so to save money, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible, incredible. I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it a lot. I think, um, Mark Lewison is great, you know, he's, um, I, I find him fascinating. I find the fact that, that, that Apple doesn't talk to him anymore fascinating and, um, mm. he, we've had him on the show. I, w- as- I would have played the tape, I would have said, if Apple are treating him badly, that's no. just like he says they are. I would have played the tape and it's entire and said, well, what are you going to do about there it? There is a tape, <laughs> well, that the, the, they would the, the slap down a cease and desist and the tour would be cancelled. In reality, well, that's what would happen. I guess so, but someone would bootleg it and send it all here. I uh, hope you didn't but, tape it. Although, it, I mean, it has been... Oh, no, I didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, good, good. If you need, if you need so, a copy, uh, come and ask me. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. yeah. Apparently someone else has, but yes. I, I just, you know, uh, I, I felt like having a night off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I thought it was really good and really interesting. He signed the books afterwards very currently, you know. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good. Uh, you're off, now you're off to see Ronnie Spector as well soon. Yes, in Dublin. We, yeah. are, we are hopefully seeing her in Shepherd's Bush. I've, I've had a little email, I've had emailings this week from people. Oh, have you? Yeah, hopefully she's gonna come on on the phone. Oh. What? Hmm. What? Well, they didn't respond to my email. They're talking to you instead, are they? Responded to my email. So, yeah, I guess... <laughs> Who do you talk to? Your husband? No, no, no. I'm talking to the PR. Oh, right, okay. Well, he's a manager. Have, yeah, well... Have I'm, you seen her before, or...? I saw her. I sat in the front row at B.B. King's in New York City doing a Christmas show about 12 years ago. Literally, we were able to lean on the stage. It's like a dinner, you know, dinner kind of mm-hmm. restaurant. Thing. I ordered, um, it was the weirdest food I'd ever had, right? So is this, B.B. King's is gone now, unfortunately. Is this, is this club and they get a lot of big names and we got sat with um, two other people. We got sat on this table and we're literally the front and you could lean on the stage and she did a Christmas show and came out in a sexy Santa. It was brilliant, right? Um, and I ordered, because you had to order food. There was one of those, in America, they have that minimum, you buy two drinks cover or something and a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I ordered, um, 
uh, it was called something like bacon and lettuce salad or something, right? Or something like that. And what it was, it was a lettuce cut in half. Mm -hmm. So half a lettuce with, sorry? Go on. With like bacon flakes sprinkled over it and a bit of mayonnaise. And that was it. <laughs> it was the way, and it arrived, and I went, oh yeah, uh, thanks, and, and that was the weirdest thing. Did you thing. have a word with Ronnie Spectre about it? I did not, but next time, if, when we speak to her, when she comes on the show on the telephone, we hey, will I'm be... I'm sorry, Ian, she'll say. I'm sorry, Ian, I'm so, that's so bad. Why didn't you come over tonight? I got something you can chow down on. What? You can chow down on me, boy. Wow. She's so sexy. Even like 74, she's still so hot. Well, it's incredible. The, the laugh is incredible. Yeah. It's filthy. It's, it's a great show, man. I, say, I saw it 12 years ago, and she does all the hits, does all everyone else's songs. Then, then she came out in the second half, dressed as Sexy Santa, and did pretty much the Phil Spector Christmas album in its entirety. And it was flipping brilliant. And we are desperately trying to blag a couple of tickets. That's not definite yet, but I, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working that's on it. I'm unfortunately going to be in Dublin that weekend. You're doing your rabbit hole, but, um, you know, um, can't be helped. But yeah, I've got, I've got a second row for that in some, uh, in the next to university in Dublin. Beautiful, so beautiful, I can't, I can't beautiful, beautiful. You are going to love it. I mean, what a legend. It dawned on me, Dave, that mm. very, very soon, within our lifetime, well, obviously within our lifetime, when I say it, very, very soon, maybe in, as little as 15 years, there will be no more rock legends left. And by legends, I mean your McCartney's, your Spectres, your, your Stones, Dillons. your Dillons. Your, we're getting very close to the. We're getting very close uh, to the end of the 60s. Probably got about another five or ten years, and then they're all gone. Well, say Stephen C, who does the um, Nothing Is Real podcast with Jay. He always has, he's got a theory about the age of the great extinction where all these people are going to go. Yeah, and, go he, on. and I think he said it's, he think he said it about 10 years ago. And it's, you know, people who have gone, you know, like Prince, you didn't expect to go, but people like McCartney and Dylan yeah. and, um, other people are still out there touring and selling out, you know, arenas. Tell so. you what I'm noticing is that the 90s are starting to kick in. People, the excesses of the 90s, right? People are starting to drop like flies. People who. For mm. example. Well. Okay. It's it's more actually the sort of disco damage type thing I'm talking about. Okay. 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 There was recently another thing about Brian Harvey. Yeah. And it's kind of that thing where everyone was having a great time and everyone was, uh, you know, going for it and it was Britpop and it was n naughty and they were just doing what they wanted to do. It's starting to kick in. You watch. And Kath has sat back in her chair, Dave, and is now stroking her chin uh, like she has a beard, and though she's like set up an evil plan to kill. And that's that's her that's her theory. Yeah, <laughs> it's happening. Okay, <laughs> there you go. It's 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 happening. What do you reckon then? Five years and all the sixties legends are gone. I, I hate to think of a world without Beatles in it. Yeah, I, um, for me. Be a world without Beatles, Beach Boys, and Monkeys. When they're all gone, boom, that's it. What's, what's the point? What is the point? That, that'll be, you know, um, a sad day when you can't think. Oh, well, next time Paul McCartney's around, I can see it. I can see a Beatles. 
Because whenever I've, you know, you've been in a room, you're you're very uh, uh, mechanic. You you think I'm I'm in the same room as as them yeah. as you know. Yeah. It's, still, it's still it's still a link back to the you know. That, that time, and once that's God gone, damn it, that's here's gone, the thing, know. here's what they need to do, and I, I don't know why they understand, I, I don't understand why they don't do this, right? Ringo and Paul, get back and call yourself the Beatles. Do it. Get mm-hmm. back, call you, say, the Beatles. Then put in brackets if you want to tell you right If the Who can do it, Thank then why you. Thank you. You go out and you say the Beatles. If you want to, you know, maybe there's a legal thing in tiny little letters, the last two members, go out as the Beatles. Go out as the Beatles, get, uh, uh, go out as a four-piece. Go out as the Beatles, as a four-piece, get a John Lennon look-alike from, from one of the bands, get a George look-alike from no, another band, no. you go out and you do it. You get, you get, um, Sean Lennon. And you get Danny Harrison. Boom! You got yourself the oh, Beatles, Danny, guys! I mean, Danny looks exactly like... Yeah. Know, go out, George, go out and do it as a, as a four-piece. And if you want... You get a Billy Preston lookalike on the keyboard for a little bit, but otherwise you go out as a four-piece. Or if you're feeling flush, maybe you get um, Giles Martin out to play a little bit of piano. Go out as a four-piece, guys. Call yourself the Beatles. I guarantee you will sell hundreds of tickets. Well, isn't there um, uh, a version of Cream out at the moment, which is like Jack Bruce's son? Oh, it's all the kids, um, yeah. It's the kids, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, don't, they I don't call themselves versions of cream or something like that. I would, I would call, I would, if I were them, I'd call, I would call myself crop of the cream. Fresh cream? Cheese. Uh, uh. Creamy deposits. Oh. Hmm? <laughs> no? <laughs> creme de la creme. Um, oh, yeah. Cre- cream off. Cream off. Cream me off. Cre- cream splat. Double cream. There we go. Um, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. It doesn't actually. Yeah, it does. Clotted cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I don't even know why we're laughing. I know, silly, isn't it? I don't even know why we're laughing. Um, 0344 499 1000, last 25 minutes of the week. Uh, what you got for us, boy? You got anything? Two Aussie blokes. Yeah. Daft accent, Claxon. Claim they own the oldest McDonald's cheeseburger in the world. Okay, yeah. Casey Dean and his mate Edward Nitz. Not not Nitz. Bought a huge bag of Mackie D's back in 1995 when fast food was still an exciting novelty to teenage boys in Australia. The feast ended up being too much for them, and the leftover cheeseburger ended up in a box filled with old junk in Edward's sister's shed and was forgotten about until 2015. Is anyone else smelling bullshine? When it was discovered, Edward was amazed to see that it hadn't grown any mould, with even rats and mice steering clear of it. It was in a the box. Chemicals in it, the chemicals that preserve it. It was in a box and a garbage bag full of clothes just chucked out the back of the shed. Casey told they ABC were, um, News. I thought they were Australian. Yeah. Didn't realise they were victims of, of brain trauma. <gasps> Even the rats didn't see it as food. The rats had eaten through the garbage bag, through the clothes, through the box, and got to the burger, and then they left it. Are you drunk, Nana? Impressed at the burger's survival skills, the pair started a Facebook page for it, which they titled, Can This 20-Year-Old Burger Get More Likes Than Kanye West? (laughs) They also wrote a song about the burger, and for a while even set up a Tinder profile for it, but they closed down the dating page because managing all the responses and fan mail was turning a private joke into a full-time job. Al Gillies just says, cream of some young guys. Thank you. Carry on. 
Well, the burger still looks as good as new. A quarter of a century on, it's probably not edible anymore. Bet it is. It's as hard as a rock, Casey explained. It still looks the same, but it's just like a brick. You could knock someone out with it. <laughs> Casey and Edward's cheeseburger was pushed back into the limelight after a story broke about a similar McDonald's burger in Iceland, which has been kept in a glass case for ten years. Ooh. A waste. When McDonald's closed down their last outlet in Reykjavik during the 2009 financial crisis, Jota Smarsen bought himself a souvenir. Iceland. I decided to buy a last meal for its historical value since McDonald's were closing down. I have no idea how You're these the people speak. You're the most racist person I've ever met in my life. He told AFP Agence France Press. I've been Press. in the same room as, as well, yeah. Tommy Robinson. Uh, but Casey said his burger is much older than Iceland's. He added, I'd heard that McDonald's never decomposed, so I just wanted to see if it was true or not. I think they'll have a hard time catching our burger, but good luck to them. A McDonald's spokesman did not dispute Casey and Edwards' burger being the oldest, but said there's a simple explanation for why it had not formed any mould. The reason why our burgers sometimes don't go mouldy oh, when left out at a room temperature in a dry environment is once the food is cooked, there isn't enough moisture to support bacterial growth to break it down, they said. Instead, the it simply dries out. The spokesman added, the best time to enjoy a McDonald's meal is when it's hot and tasty. Gosh, when it's hot, imagine... <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I had actually had hot fries from uh, from McDonald's. Golly gosh. Let's go to line one, and then we'll take a quick break. Then we're going to drive this baby home. Yes, line one. Morning, it's seven o'clock. I'm Catherine Boyle. Oh, Catherine Boyle. Catherine Cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Last 15 minutes before Martin Kellner, so give us a call straight to air. As soon as I see you, I'll pop you through 0344-499-1000. On Twitter, Richard says, Pleased to hear that you were served the half lettuce meal, as we had this in the Californian wine region, and always assumed we'd been completely ripped off. We didn't get the bacon bits either. Most definitely the biggest <laughs> WTF meal, in inverted commas, ever. It was a real... So he had... Uh, half a lettuce with mayonnaise on it. It was called something like lettuce and bacon, lettuce and bacon salad or something. And it, but it was literally, it was a lettuce chopped in half. It was half a lettuce with like little, you know, you get like sort of bacon, like little bits, yeah, sprinkled on it, and a bit of mayonnaise. That was it. You know what it is? They're not used to dealing with vegetables. 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 I was a vegetarian then, actually, but but they're not used to. Hang on, you had bacon on it. Maybe, it, well, ah, good point. Maybe it didn't have bacon then. That's a really good point. I was a veggie then, so it actually probably did. Richard, I apologise. I've made it sound more delicious than it actually was. I don't think it had bacon on. I don't think it did. It wouldn't have been. I was a veggie. When my sister was living out there, the number of times we went out for a meal and we'd think, oh, I really need something that's not beige. And we'd ask for like a side of vegetables, like yeah. broccoli or something. It would always come covered in cheese. Uh, Just leave it alone. They know how to cook. <laughs> they know how to cook. Uh, this is nice. 
Royal fans have gone into meltdown after learning that Prince Charles shakes hands with every tree he plants to wish it well. Isn't that lovely? Taking to Twitter, the researchers behind the popular British comedy quiz show QI, never seen it. It's good. I, I get it. I get it. I always, those, I always, those programs I watch and think, I should, I should be on there. Yeah, you should. But, so I can't watch TV because I'm full of bitterness. So that the Prince of Wales, 70, finishes each plant, tree planting ceremony by offering a handshake to one of the branches. I want this guy to be king. My dad does something similar except he just whispers to it, grow your bugger, grow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he finds a little... No, stop it. it. That's my dad. (laughs) Yeah, your dad had sex with your mum once, twice. Twice at least, yeah. Three times at least. Three times a lady! You, did you tell me your parents are swingers once? No, they're not swingers, but uh, they were mistaken for them. Okay. What, a swinging party? No, no, no. He was what not happened? deep in another woman. <laughs> your mum's smacking his bum and they got mistaken for swingers. Oh, what a delightful <laughs> image that is. I, I'll tell him that you've mentioned that and you've been thinking about them in that way. I'm I'm delighted. thinking about them in that way. I just you just want- did. Publicly. Oh, I don't know. I said it. I didn't think about you what I said. It up. You imagined it up. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't think about what I said. I just said it. Well, I don't even remember no, the image. I'm thinking about it now. Well, then you're. The, that's your parents. That even makes it even worse. Know, They're strangers just... to me. That's your mum. Smacking your dad. Stop it. Bum. While stop, he's not. Stop it, please. Stop. Inside a, a, no, a lady no, dressed in leather. Stop. Oh God. Now you're dressing him up. And she's. Stop it. Putting. Stop it, please. Stop that it. That whipped cream over his nipples. Well, the man nicks it off. No, stop it. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Respect. Respect. You've been hanging around that car park too long. <laughs> I don't know where this car park is. I need to find it. Um, no, so they the- were mistaken for swingers because they went to a hotel um, where they do one of their, you know, like New Year's Eve, older people who can afford it. Yeah. Rather than going to a big do, they'll go to a big do and they'll take maybe two, another couple who they are friends with. <laughs> to a party that's organised at a hotel, but it's not for swinging. <laughs> it's not for swinging. It's just like a banquet night. Don't anyway, quit until you bang, bang it. <laughs> yeah? Anyway, so mum and dad were outside, um, and dad nipped in for a second, and mum was left on her own, and then she got chatting to this other couple that they didn't know, and the husband offered her his coat because my mum was cold, and they well, were chatting. she was dressed as like a, like a sexy school no, girl, she wasn't. a French maid No, they dressed like ball gowns. Oh, so they had the masks on. No, there was Gimp no masks. masks. <laughs> no, there was no Gimp masks, like in that Tom Cruise film. There were, no, there was no masks. So, anyway, they're watching the fireworks. Oh, isn't that lovely? And then he said, by the way... Can um, you send me a tape of this? Because, actually, John, because this is really... I'm getting turned on. I want to <laughs> hear more of this. He said, by the way, we're having a bit more fun back at our room, if that's what you fancy. And my mum went, oh, no, and gave him his coat back. She didn't realise that was the deal. She just oh. thought, my mum talks to anyone, but she's not going to go back to anyone's room. silly cow, we could have gone and, uh... Adds it away! No, because Trevor and Jean wouldn't have been up for it. No. Oh, well, Jean, Trevor and Jean, that's a swinging name if ever I heard it. Clarence House has confirmed that it is indeed a tradition of the royals. Two? Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, you'd hate this. They've put royals. Oh, they've put an apostrophe in, haven't they? Yeah, Dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know you'd hate it quite that much. I do! And it is one of 70 facts about Which the website is this on? Daily Mail. Oh, idiots. The heir to the throne... With pub- an apostrophe. ...blished on his personal website. <sighs> it will come as no surprise to fans of the green-fingered prince. So if he's the green-fingered prince... 
Rather is than Andrew the brown-fingered prince? prince? Stop it. Do you think? <laughs> Myself laugh there. Um, who famously? I was trying to find a way I could get myself out of that. I couldn't think of one. Who famously I said? I had to distance myself from his comments. You're the producer. You're responsible for my comments. I didn't put them in your mouth. Oh, I wouldn't want them in my mouth. Not unless he used one of those hand sanitizers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, tell me about trees, for God's sake. Let's let's just take a breather for a second. Let's speak to line two. Hello, line two. You're my honey bun sugar plum pumpy yumpy yumpkin. You're my sweetie pie. You're my cuppy cake gumdrops. Nookums, bookums, you're the apple of my eye. And I love you so. And I want you to know that I'll always be right here. And I love to sing sweet songs to you because you are no fear. That was absolutely beautiful. Wasn't that tender? That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Another ten minutes if you want anyone wants to join in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've lost the story. I've got a good one. I've not finished. It combines two things you really like. I've not finished this. Oh, hurry up then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the talent. Really? Yeah. Well hurry up, talent. You're the boobs, I'm the talent. <laughs> oh, the computer's crashed now. There we go. Here we go. Um, you, are you bugging my computer? I you, never did it. With your bullying. <laughs> when I was a kid, right, and I had a Dragon 32. Yeah. And I thought computers were sentient. And if whoa, 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 hmm? whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you... What? I thought computers were sentient Why? and they had feelings. Because I was like eight. Okay. And I believed in magic. So if my Dragon 32 wouldn't load a game... I would stroke it oh. and I would talk to it very softly. Say, come on, you can do this. Come on now. Oh, Little eight-year-old me, you can do this. Come on. You got this. You can load up Commando. Come on. Come on then. That's it. There you go. That's it. You've got this. Oh, you're such a good dragon. Oh, God. Such a good... Um, a little window into your world. Let's close it again. Okay, well, we, we've okay. Well, I feel like I've done that story. I've lost your interest, and um, um, so wearing glasses at work has become an emotive subject in Japan. Following reports that some firms have told female employees to remove them. Remove what? Glasses. Why? Several local news outlets said some companies had banned eyewear for female employees for various reasons. Among them, some retail chains reportedly saying that glasses-wearing shop assistants gave a cold impression. No. I, uh, if I could have an out time, please, John, thank you very much indeed, sir, because I know we have to do this one accurately. I think glasses, or glasses, as, as, as normal people say, I think glasses are the sexiest thing you can have on your face. Well. Oh, you dirty cow. It's good for your skin. Name one female glasses wearer that isn't, uh, name one glasses wearer, male or female, that isn't hot. Um, you can't. Sue Pollard's hot. I've met her. She's such a sexy woman. Fact. Fact. Hello, line two. I know. Sister Wendy. I still would. Hello, line two. Hello, Hello Ian. Hello, Kath. Hello. 
right? Yeah, we're all right. George Foreman. Yes. George Foreman has five sons. Their names are George Foreman the second. Oh. George Foreman the third. Gosh. George Foreman the fourth. No. George Foreman the fifth. Really? And George Foreman the sixth. Wowzers. Yep. But who's? But is? It's funny that George Foreman is the father of five men. <laughs> George Foreman's uh, foreskin. What? <laughs> also, you were talking about Iceland earlier. Yes. Yeah, you know they've just banned drunken sex in Iceland. Gosh. And they're not too keen on it in Tesco's either. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line three. Hello, line three. You're on the wireless. Garbage trucks, garbage trucks, driving through the town, picking cans up off the ground, garbage trucks. Sometimes when I wake up early in the morning, I hear a monstrous sound. I look out the window, and there's a garbage truck. Picking cans up off the ground It empties the can and puts it back down And drives away so loud Garbage The problem I have with that yeah. is garbage trucks don't pick up cans And also we live in we live in the United Kingdom of Great Britain You're assuming this guy is not phoning from abroad He was an English accent They're yeah. bin, bin men It's bin men It's the rubbish trucks It's the waste It's whatever It's the bin men Refuse not garbage workers trucks. these days actually um, yeah, it's offensive to call them, um, bin men. Line one, you're on the wireless. Is this your dad? No. But... Someone's scrabbling around for their inhaler. Is it Martin Kellner? Was that, was, it was, she's put the phone down out there. Look at that. Outrageous. Outrageous scenes. Go on, quickly. What was the story you had? Quickly. Japanese. Right. Japanese. Did you give me an, Oh, you, you said it in my ear. Sorry, I've written it down. I'm, we're all tired here. We're all falling asleep. Japanese. Nihongo wa. Nippon TV Network, or is it Nihon TV Network, and uh, Business Insider were among the outlets to report on the issue, which looked how is it spelled? Nippon. Well, it's Nippon then. Okay. It's how firms in different industries prohibit women from wearing glasses. Oh, sexy glass. There's not, um, Name somebody sexier than Nana Muscuri. She's so sexy. Oh, God, I've got such a crush on Nana Muscuri. Mm. She's the Greek Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they included safety reasons for airline workers or being able un, being unable to see makeup properly for women working in the beauty sector. That's true. It wasn't clear whether the so-called bans were based on company policies or rather reflected what was socially accepted practice in those workplaces. Uh, but the topic has led to heated debates on social media. Well. The hashtag glasses are forbidden has been popular in Japan and the topic continued to attract tweets on Friday. Kumiko Namoto, professor of sociology at Kyoto University of Foreign Studies, said people in Japan were reacting to the outdated policies. She said the reason why women are not supposed to wear glasses really doesn't make sense. It's all about gender and it's pretty discriminatory. What do you reckon, line one? If you like Pornhub, you'll love Pornhub Live. If you like Pornhub, you'll love Pornhub, Pornhub Live. Live. Not necessarily, you might prefer... Well, do you want Pornhub dead? Oh, that's, God. That's niche. Go on, continue, Avery, if you play. Uh, all right. 
she said the reports reflected old Japanese traditional thinking. It's not about how women do their work. So some women are being forced or compelled to wear contact they lenses. Wouldn't, they wouldn't do it if they didn't like it. Actor and writer Yumi Ishikawa launched a petition calling for Japan to end dress codes after being made to wear high heels while working at a funeral parlour. Hey, listen, um, when you're around stiffs, etc., etc., etc. Line two? Well, that, that was, was disappointing. Supporters <laughs> tweeted the petition alongside the hashtag KUTU in solidarity with her cause, mirroring the hashtag MeToo movement against sexual abuse. Okay, well, I wouldn't. Okay, be careful piggybacking that. Make sure you've got consent. Line one, you're on the wireless. It's quite funny that. Terrible. Monster trucks are big. Monster trucks are loud. This guy needs to write about British trucks. Yeah. We don't really have trucks over here. We have lorries. Yeah, we do. Lorries and vans. 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 Uh, uh, no, we have. We don't have vans. We have Converse. Let's go to Martin Kellner. Hello. You're on fire tonight. Very good. Enjoying it. Tired. Tired. Uh, you couldn't carry on for an hour or two, could you? I was just sitting out there. Do you know two, what? Enjoying it? I'm up for it. Let's do it. I bet you would be. Let's I would be. It. Some nights I'm up for it. Yeah. What's on your show tonight, Martin Kellner? Stop trying to fob it off on me! Uh, nobody cares. Uh, what's on my <laughs> show tonight? It's just the usual. It's me, me burbling along about all sorts of stuff. Um, oh, it's football. I thought it was about car boots, that book there. I thought it was about yeah. car boots. No, I say, um, uh, most people, what time's your out time? Have I got, how long have 58.40. 58.40. We're talking to a guy in Thailand who sells bugs. Uh, his company's called Bugsolutely. But of course it is the, uh, it is the solution to the world's, uh, food problems. You know, if we all started eating bugs and, you know, they're doing it's Thailand. It's got be a better popular. pun than Bugsolutely. Absolutely. No. No, I think Bugsolutely's pretty good. Is, anyway, it, so is it the best you can, you can get? It's him. He's, he's selling them, so you know. Well, I'll ask him that. Yeah. Him, See yeah. what the rejected yeah. ones were, please. And what we're doing? Oh yeah, we're doing the the Beatles in November because we've got our. Um, you know, you were talking about Mark Lewis, and who's yeah. brilliant, of brilliant. course. Um, but she's in America, so she's able to talk to us because she's live. Oh, I see. Um, she's going to like your Beatles, lady. She, uh, yeah, she, she knows, knows her good. onions. She, she knows her glass onions. <laughs> There's a Beatles reference on that so, bombshell. Back tomorrow. It was Monday. Bye. Monday. We are talk radio.